You are now listening to the Checkers Podcast. This is a big check. A very big check. Wake up, folks. You ain't never on the big checklist. So now, let me tell you about the talk of the town. What's the talk of the town? This is the checkpoint. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Checkers Podcast. Back again. This is episode 33, and I'm your host, AJ the Diva. Please believe her. And I'm here with my co-host. Superstar Dre. Okay, we trying something new for episode 33, child. Y'all know I don't be introing the pod, child. Yes, and so we're going to start off, Dre's going to give us our church notes for the week. Yes, so this week's sermon was basically about the dangers of living a cautious life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So pretty much they were saying like you're hurting yourself by trying to avoid pain. You start living in a realm of what ifs if you live a cautious life and also you start making the choice to regret. Mm. You know, so it's definitely just powerful and it's just the perfect words. It's just what's to come. Just be you and just do everything you want to do. Yeah, it's like live life with no regrets. Like yeah, like I know that tattoo, the mm-hmm. no regrets. Everybody got that. <laughs> <laughs> the no regrets. Like that's definitely true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been gone for quite some time, y'all, but we are back. It's been a bunch. I'm twenty eight. OMG, happy belated. <laughs> big 28. Oh my God, did y'all see Dre out in Colombia? Make sure y'all tap in. Tap into the pics, okay? okay? okay. Thank you, providing the content for the girls. Mm-hmm. Yes, so congratulations. Yes, Dre. Ah! So that's a big thing. OMG, yes. Um, Thank God. You know, the world is a crazy place. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to send our condolences to the lives lost due to gun violence and the mass shootings um, in Atlanta, Colorado, and Virginia. Yes. Um, I read a statistic um, that basically said that in the first three months, we've had like over 103 mass shootings. What? Yeah, in 2021. So. Yeah. Stay prayed up. And stay prayed up. Stay safe, y'all. And, and also, yeah. shout outs to the Asian community. It's been brought to the forefront, like, the issues that they've been facing. And it's just definitely similar to, like, the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Oh, do you want to get into that as a checkpoint? Because... We can. Yeah. We're this gonna... is the episode. Let's so, table... whatever you want to do... Oh, honey, we're going to table that. We're going to come back to that. Okay, let's... Don't cancel it... us, so... <laughs> but <laughs> but promise don't cancel us. <laughs> let's put it in right now before we forget. Yeah, we're going to come back to that because I have you a lot of... you want to do a checkpoint or checkmate? Let's do a checkpoint, because I want to hear your thoughts on these okay. things. I've been keeping my thoughts to myself, <laughs> um, because that's the only safe space I have. Oh so, yes, but thoughts and prayers to all the lives lost due to gun violence. Um, also, congratulations to Kim Janey. If you do not know who Kim Janey is, she is the first black and first female mayor in Boston. That is huge. So, Yes, and black women just lead better. Like, honestly, this entire country needs to be run by a black woman, so that's neither here nor there. But congratulations to them. Also, Boston is, like, one of my favorite cities. I've never been. 
Oh, it's so clean. Their lobster is amazing. Okay. It is cold. Mm. Yeah, but it's like the cleanest city I've ever been to. Wow. It's quite alarming. But yeah, so congrats to Kim Jamie. Also, shouts to Young Miami. Her mother recently came out of prison. Yes. That's out that you know. Shout out to her for sure. Um, she blessed her with a G Wagon. As she should. But definitely shows her a bunch of big things happening this year for everyone. Um, also, prayers and thoughts with Destiny Cabrera. Mm. Um, it's like a story that's going viral at the moment. Um, she's like the I guess the manager owner of Steph X Designs up in the Heights. Okay. Her Instagram is sensational underscore. Basically, she was in her boutique sitting at the register and this guy came in and just like slashed, slashed her. her oh my goodness yeah, yes my like, friend was just telling me about this story oh she my gosh has a whole gofundme account and everything like if you can like just check in donate if you can but it's just like real cruel because apparently like they checked the cameras and the person who slashed her came to the boutique earlier yeah a couple weeks before oh like, my looking goodness. for her and she wasn't there and Ooh. it's just like cruel like the world that we live in like she's saying that it was unprovoked and that he basically just asked her like do you know who I am and she was like no and he just like slashed her so let me sad. let me tell y'all something the world everybody's mental health is in the fucking tank because yeah. of this pandemic and quarantine and everything like people are broke people are poorer than ever like people are willing to take it places that you never yes and so definitely be safe um treat everyone with kindness um be kind kind you know stay out of the way and just you know just protect yourself and you know yeah yeah. and so we're gonna jump right into new music Mm -hmm. um y'all already know i'm here listen this new music segment i'm gonna let y'all know right now I don't be listening to everything because it's just too much fucking music that comes out and I just don't have the attention span to listen to it all. So, so I'm going to share with y'all what I have downloaded and what I, you know, peruse through. Starting with um, Little TJ, Polo G, and Fabio. They have a song called Headshot. It's a, um, it's a drill. I listened to it once. It's a drill. I got to listen to it again. To really, you know, get a feel. But I like Lil TJ and Polo G. Y'all know how I feel about Fabio. But, you know, neither here nor there. Um, next, there's a new song, Why Would I? Um, this is a new rapper. I think his name is Young Ka. Young Ka? I don't know. I downloaded the song. I have one of his... He has another song that's, like, pretty popular. Um, I download this because this is featuring Dirk. And right now, <laughs> Dirk and Little Baby is, like, there for me. Like, anything featuring these two is just an automatic listen. Right. Um, this was cute. It did what it did. Um, Jet Ski by Internet Money, Little Tekka, and Little Mosi. I like Internet Money. Um, they have some, like, really, like, mellow um, sing-along tunes. And so this is definitely cute um cowboy we haven't heard from cowboy in a long time like i'm with the gang i'm with the mom what would you thinking like so he came back he has a new song featuring little wayne called miss education 
Um, definitely like on the slower side, introspective sort of thing. Melodic, I'm assuming. Yeah, a little bit, not too much. It 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 it's not as upbeat as Envy Me, but uh, I don't I don't know. This is definitely not like something that's gonna get played in the clubs or nothing. Oh. But you know, cool. Uh, Rod Wave he released a project called Soulfly. I have not listened to the project yet. However, I've been seeing this reposted all over my timeline. A Soulfly. Yes. Um, I, I think one of the standout um, tracks is like Streets or something like that. I don't know, but yeah. Here's what I did listen to though. I wasn't feeling it. What? But go on. I'm surprised. These are like two of your. Yeah. Okay. Hard for the next money bag, yo, featuring future. This is going up right now. I didn't like. I like the video a lot. I think the video, especially because Ari was in it, and like of the course. whole like driving off into the ocean, mm -hmm. the car driving on water. Mm -hmm. Like the video was great. However, the song by itself, like. Mm -mm. You think the song is mid? Yeah. Oh really? One hundred percent. And like I expected more from. This collaboration. This is like sure. ATL's finest right now. Money Bag and Future. I don't know why this song sounds the way. I, I guess it's like in that love bag of. Mm. It's like that trap love song. Okay, okay. But. I think it has to grow on you. We'll, 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 we'll play it around here. Weeks. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, big brr. And big brr. Oh my gosh. Ray featuring Pooh Shiesty. Listen, this little two, two minute song did what it had to do. I this is going to so. be on loop you for me. So. This is going to go crazy in the club. So the part, the hook. He come come me big prr. Come make this pussy prr. Like that part has been on TikTok prior to the song coming out. Oh, okay. And like I was expecting more behind that part. I heard this song, it's like a minute and change. Like yeah. literally one minute and like a couple seconds. And that was the best part. <laughs> you know, and it was just like, I just hope this is not the new formula that we have to look forward to in terms of give the hot snippet and then afterwards it's just like a mid-song. Oh, I thought you were going to go into TikTok. I'm like, mm, we going to talk about... Yeah, because TikTok is shaping the whole music culture at the moment. So. I mean, I did like, I didn't expect for it to... What I didn't really enjoy was the trade-off between her and Pusha T, mm -hmm. because one, their voices sound so different, so it's not like they're feeding off of each other. Like I, I get what they were trying to do with like the, you give you a couple bars and I come and give my couple bars, yeah. but I don't think it flowed as like seamlessly as they expected. I would have just expected her to do a verse and then him do a verse and then like a bridge. And, and I also like. Thought Coil Ray was like a lesbian or something, you know? What? Yeah, I don't know why. She just gives me those vibes, you know? That's stereotyping. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I she's know. well. She's. I don't know what she identifies as. I know that she likes men. I don't. I'm not sure if she dabbles into the lady pond. Right. Um. But I can see how her aesthetic may lend itself to such. Thank you. But it's not right to make it's those assumptions. <laughs> okay, because somebody assumed that I liked girls because I had a nose piercing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> All right, we on to the next. See, a this nose is, piercing? Yes. Go on. Literally, they told me because, because I had my nose pierced, <laughs> I, I liked girls. That's wild. Back in the day, was if you had a tongue piercing. 
Or I even have... right here. What is this called? Oh, I don't know. That is a nasty piercing to have. <laughs> <laughs> Mind you, y'all, I had a fucking little... I didn't even have, like, a septum piercing. I had a fucking stud in my nose. Like, go to hell. Anyways. Wow. Don't stereotype people because it's not nice. Anyways. I get stereotyped all the time. Mm. I claim it. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Goodness. <laughs> ah, okay, we're so back to be happy recording. Okay. Um, next, Chloe Bailey. She body. She released the cover to mine still. Mm-hmm. I run away because I'm a track star. Mm-hmm. I'm speeding fast, I'm going so far. This is on your iPod. Bitch, I'm about to download this. I'm about to take it from YouTube and put that on. I need the full cover. Like the minute wasn't enough, sis. She flexed. She bodied and that. She and I flexed. saw her in the studio. Who who was she in the studio with? She was with the studio black? with some rap. No. She was in the studio with the rapper. I think no, she was in the studio with little TJ. So that might be a good look. Good for her. Saw that. Also, it's her sister's birthday this week. So yes. happy birthday. Happy birthday, Haley. To all the Aries. Yes. My parents are Aries, so mm-hmm. it's always season. Love them. Um, next. Please. Uh little baby. St- I guess he started the challenge. I don't know who started the challenge. The hashtag on me challenge. That's his song yeah, he coming. Started, he said he needed a female for the on me remix. Yes. So the challenge. I went in the comments and I said, if you're not putting Nikki on, I don't know what you're doing. Because Nikki's going to because Nikki's going to flow and pocket on this beat. Yeah, she would be great. 100%. I hear it. I hear it right now. Really? I do. Like, oh I can't. Anyways. Um, <laughs> I think he has an artist. I forgot her name. It starts with a C. Shaylin or yeah, something. Shaylin, yeah, Monroe. Monroe. Yeah. Um, she released That's a child. Mm-hmm. And Akbar also released a freestyle. I enjoyed her freestyle. It was cute. It was better than the Black History Month freestyle she was giving us. I just don't like Akbar as a person. Mm, okay. So, you know, maybe I'm biased. I just feel like she's You didn't enjoy it? No. I just don't enjoy her. Like, mm. She's just overwhelming. I feel like every time there's an issue on social media, you can find her in the comment section or in the middle of it. Ooh. You know, so it's just like I feel like anything that's popping, like she'll latch herself on just to. Yeah, buzz. she be fiending. She yeah, she do be doing a lot with the whole Queen of Atlanta. But it's like, who yeah, are you? Babe. Your records don't get spin, babes. I never heard a song from Akbar. Like, oh I yeah, me neither. From loving hip hop, you know. So it's just like. When she releases freestyles and things like that, it's just like, babe, what are you really doing? You know, so I just don't like her. I just want her to go away. I'm crying. Okay. Well, in speaking of other challenges, um, Mulatto and Dreezy released a freestyle to beatbox. Yeah. Dreezy released her freestyle this week. Mulatto released hers, like, I want to say two weeks ago or last week. Yeah. And... That pretty much had the girls up in arms. The biggest. The big. Everybody was pressed about who is the biggest, who started the biggest. Renny Rucci, a bunch of Dreezy, like a bunch of people like responded to Mulatto. Dreezy went as far as to like release her own beatbox freestyle. And she did a great job. Yes, Dreezy is talented. She said something about putting his tiger on his wood. He went to golf now. Something like that. She went she crazy. She started the, the first. The, from the first couple of bars, she like flipped the whole Migos group, mm-hmm. and that I was like, oh yeah. But she's she's yeah. so talented. Like her yeah. pen is really unmatched. I like her flow a lot. Mm-hmm. Like I love her flow. I think she she really does have what it takes to become 
up there with the girls. You yeah. Know? Like, I'm not going to give her much more than that, but I like her. Yeah. I like her a lot. So, yeah, that's what we have for new music. Um, We're going to go into the checkup portion of the episode. And boy, oh boy, we don't we have... We missed a lot because we've been away, but we just wanted to like, get to some of the... the ma- yeah, this is like the juicy things that we want to check up on, you know. Yeah. Usually our checkup portion is really long, but... We're trying to keep it on the playground. We, uh, okay. Yeah. And we're going to start with the Grammys, child. The Grammys? Mm-hmm. They showed they motherfucking ass, did they? It was very much giving the BET Awards this year at the Grammys. It was giving BET Hip Hop Awards. Yes, you <laughs> did say this. It was the hip hop. Um, we're gonna start with so Beyonce broke records. She's like the most like as she said. What did I forgot the actual record? But basically, she received the, the highest most, yeah. Grammys of an R and B singer, um, essentially. And Meg won three Grammys. Mm-hmm. Nicki Minaj has zero. I don't like that they keep bringing Nicki's name into Meg's accomplishment. I don't think it's more so about Meg's accomplishment. It's about the fact that the Grammys is fucking full of shit. Nicki did not win Best New Artist when she had a fucking debut album that charted unbelievably. Yes. Like, she was on fire. Like, way more fire than what these bitches are on right now. Like, she was, yeah. like, back when selling music and albums really meant something, she was doing that. When quality meant something. Because literally right now, Meg, like, I feel like it's a totally different time. So, it's fair for Meg to win three Grammys in this climate. It's fair. Oh, my gosh. Meg won Best New Artist. And she won two, I, I think, best rap song and best rap performance for Savage um, Remix with Beyonce. With Beyonce. Like, Let's be clear. Crystal, please. I mean, I just feel like she did not, she doesn't deserve three Grammys. Um, I don't think that, I think that for best, have- I think best rap song should have went to Roddy Rich with The Box. I feel like it should have went to him last year. But it can't because the Grammys are predated. But I feel like the box was so popping. It was in 2020. I feel like it was more so popping like in 2019, like during that span. But that's when his album came out. But he charted for Mad Long in 2020. He did, but I feel like he should have got it last year. That's it <laughs> for me. Fine. For me, but I guess. the Grammys are like they do things and fucking. Basically. Yeah, and so I just want to talk about the performances. I just want to recap those a bit. Please. Starting with Cardi B's performance of <laughs> Up and WAP. I don't even know where to begin. So. I just feel like, one, they have to stop forcing these female rappers to dance. None of these bitches can dance. Cardi and they look so. That. That's <laughs> what? That's really what it came to because I feel like Cardi... they saying that she was pregnant. Well, they saying that she's pregnant. Oh. Based off of that performance. Because literally, like I feel like Cardi when she was on the rise, even after she gave birth to Culture, she was she's a great performer. She was not pregnant. A great, she's a good performer. Yeah. Let's not get above ourselves, but. She's good, like as far as like choreography and dancing and things like that. Like I, I know her to be good at dancing. Like I don't know about writing or nothing else like that, but as far as like putting on a show, okay, I've seen her do choreography and it's a great job. 
This? She wasn't in the motherfucking gym practicing with that fucking 20 pound ass fucking costume she had on. And that it showed. Too. Like, she looked stink as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like. Talk about stiff wear. Yeah. Everywhere. But the hair looked beautiful. Shout out to Tokyo. Let me tell you, okay, the production gave money. The production looked great. The visuals it was a amazing. Bag. It was a bunch of things. It like was it. amazing. The performance and what actually translated was just terrible. It, she looked so uncomfortable. Yeah. I saw her counting every step in her head. And I was just like, what? Then the camera pans fucking right. And Meg comes out. Yeah. Doing her ones and twos. And then that lets me know that, oh, y'all never actually rehearsed together. <laughs> because y'all were just on two different pages Everybody's counting their steps. Next thing you know, you got Meg's. legs. You mean that they're bumping coochies and scissoring oh. on fucking national TV? Scissoring is okay. <laughs> they were scissoring on TV and then <laughs> and then Meg did a WWE move and flipped her over. Mm-hmm. I saw the memes. It was crazy. It was given WWE showdown. <laughs> and then what was even crazier, <laughs> the camera pans left and then Meg just disappears. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Oh, say that the performance took me out. People were crying on Instagram. <laughs> the children. <laughs> I mean, I did feel um, Cardi with the whole, like, I mean, I don't think, I mean, was that a lot? It was a bit much. For the Grammys, like I feel like the Grammys heard that, like, oh, you know, there's no rep, there's no representation, and they gave us all the blacks and the representation possible. But these perform, the performances was just a bit. It was, it was that WAP performance was a bit much. Yeah. Like I would expect them to do that at the BT Hip Hop Awards where they get a little raunchy, or whatever. For the Grammys, I'm like, girl, you was just at, at the Grammys. On some fucking when she performed from her first album, she did. I like it like that. Like how you go from one extreme to another? Like, yeah. Honestly, I just want the female rappers to stop dancing. If you just stop it, just stop it. Just work the floor. Just go back and forth. Drop it low a couple times. Whatever. It's just <laughs> not enough. Um, it's a lot. Lil Baby's performance was the talk of the town as well. That it, child? gave very much BT hip-hop. Not only did it give BT hip-hop, but the backlash surrounding it. They um, would say that it was super powerful and it was the best performance ever. Oh, honey, you wasn't on the same. I wasn't. Mm. What they say? So, Tamir Rice, mom, oh. Samira Rice, she took to her motherfucking Facebook and socials and she said that she is tired of the clout chasing ass to um, Tamika Mallory and everybody else involved oh, in the black was in the performance too, right? Yes, she did a little spoken word wow. piece. Tired of everyone capitalizing off of Black Lives Matter. Um Tamira um Tamira Rice's mother and I forgot the other lady. Um I forgot who else, but they both lost their child to you know, police um, violence. Um, basically, saying that Baby's performance basically just highlights how the Black Lives Matter movement has been capitalizing off of the backs of the slain people from police. And 
it got really deep because um, Tamir Rice's mom ended up speaking about how, like, she has received, like, no money, no help from, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement and that they're pocketing a lot of the coin and, you know, etc. What I will say about Little Baby's performance, he looked extremely uncomfortable. (laughs) I felt like, I felt like they really, I get it, he was um, nominated for The Bigger Picture, like this song was, was nominated at the Grammys. He just seemed very uncomfortable. I was waiting for the song to switch. I thought he was going to do like a blend of the bigger picture and like something to prove or something like that. He just looked very uncomfortable. Like he was tight. Like he he wasn't too much movement. And I've seen Baby live. Like I've been to his concert, seen him live. That's not how he gives his performance at all. That's all I've known him to be is uncomfortable. When I I saw him live, like never. Mm -mm, No. Um, And so I did feel like they like dragged it a bit. To like, I guess, to have this message, and I feel like obviously, you know, Baby did that, you know, because it's a business move. At the end of the day, you get on the good side of the Grammys, X Y Z, blah blah blah. But but still don't want a Grammy. Makes no sense, but <laughs> yeah. So that was the Grammys fiasco. Um, y'all, this Prince Harry and Meghan Markle interview with Oprah went up. I think I might have watched it like two times. I watched it once and that was enough for me. Because <laughs> I was just stunned. Um, what were your initial thoughts about the interview? So, I never really like, paid attention to like the royal family in real life. Like I've always seen them in like movies and shows and things. But All the textbooks. The textbooks. <laughs> but I feel like... Like, I didn't know that it was such a business. Like, yeah. she literally referred to them as the firm, and they have, like, a whole publicist, and it's basically, like, the government, the U.S. government within England, basically, but they're a family. Like, they're all blood. That's sick. That's how... That's a sick-ass structure. That's, Yeah. And it just seemed really crazy because basically, um, with everything transpiring, she Megan mentioned that um, it was a bunch of things that were unsettling, ranging from them discussing the baby's skin color to like just a bunch of media, negative media that she was receiving, and that she spoke with. They have a boss. She spoke with their boss Mm -hmm. and basically they agreed to take a step back, which a bunch of other family members have done. Mm -hmm. But what's crazy to me is like them taking a step back, essentially they were outcasted. Shook the room. Yeah, like they weren't given security when they moved to um, Canada. Literally, they weren't given security. They pretty much were cut off financially. Like, it was just a whole bunch of shit. And, like, I just had no idea that it was, like, such a business. Mm-hmm. And also, too, like, I guess, like, I didn't really realize, like, how far back the royals were, like, in terms of, like, race and... Slavery. Slavery. <laughs> and just... <laughs> they was the Atlantic slave trade. Yeah, but it's just, like, with time, like... You know, like especially yeah, that becomes so far removed from them. Yeah, you would think, 
but it's not, you know, like, yeah. So all of that was definitely like an eye opener for me specifically. And just like, I feel like us in the US, like we got so far, but we're still very connected to like what we were in terms of slavery. And mm-hmm. like, I just didn't really think about the UK. Yeah. So just hearing like her perspective being half black. Yeah. And passable. Mm-hmm. You know, it was definitely... Extremely passable. Extremely passable. You know, so it was definitely just... It was unsettling watching the interview. I, I definitely feel like Oprah... <laughs> that bitch just rubs me the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> through and through. Like, I just Yo, feel like... Yo, Oprah had me dead because Oprah was like, so are you saying that the royal family is racist? <laughs> were you silenced or were you silent? Like, it was just a whole bunch of shit. And I was just like, bitch, have some fucking sensitivity. Have some fucking cool. <laughs> like, it was just, yeah. But it was it was definitely eye-opening for me. And also, too, like, I didn't know Tyler Perry was fucking housing them. What? Yeah, like, when they moved to L.A., like, he was housing them. Like, he gave them security, his one of his houses. It was a whole thing, so... Let that me was t- also an eye-opener, but... Yeah, one of my biggest takeaways from the interview was... Um, actually, I have, I have two takeaways. One being... Um, Harry really acknowledging racism and, like, the unlearning of things that he had to do being with a woman of color, mm-hmm. right? And um, two is... This is how racism works, right? So... Colorism allowed her, allowed Megan to enter into the royal family, Mm -hmm. but anti-blackness and racism is what caused them to leave, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like, yes, you are passable, you are these things, but yet the royal family still had concerns about how dark he was going to be. Yes. And... And what taking a step back meant meant no 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 security no money no this no that no support cut off and just even hearing about how the um, British media even covered them like I can only like it made me think about the Britney documentary right mm-hmm. and how paparazzi just you know just curated these terrible terrible narratives or. Around her, even yes, even thinking about um, Meg and Kate, and like the drama between them and making her cry, and like (laughs) all these things, and so it was, it was very eye opening for sure. There was a lot of fallout from this fucking interview, definitely. Um, mainly with Sharon Osbourne and Pierce Morgan. Yeah, Um, you have to like give me a little insight because I like really had no idea about this. I don't know too much about Pierce Morgan, but apparently... He was, like, friends with Megan, I heard. He was friends with Megan. He tried to holler at Megan. Megan curved him and met her husband that same night. The prince. Love that for her. Okay, queen? That's um, the <laughs> Right. Um, but apparently, um, Pierce Morgan has been known for... Um, he hosts Good Good Morning Britain. And... Um, he left his job after allegations that negative comments he has made towards Prince Harry and Meghan's interview were rooted in racism um, mm-hmm. following their the interview with Oprah, right? So he left his job. Right. Now, fast forward a week later, we're on, we're watching The View, and Sharon Osbourne is in a, what 
people are what what she calls an intense debate with her co-host Cheryl Underwood, a black woman. Mm-hmm. And Cheryl basically asked asked the question of like, how can you support your friend after he has made these comments, these racist type comments? And Sharon got really wound up, child. She got wound up. The way that she was just speaking to Cheryl, it wasn't all professionalism left. <laughs> like all of it. Like it was just really on some Karen shit. Like like Soho Karen. Like Soho Karen. Yes, like really going at Cheryl of like I really can't even recall like she was dragging on her brace. <laughs> essentially, yes. Like she was talking to Cheryl so crazy that I was sitting there watching like Cheryl, you didn't pop on her. Like I would have cut the fucking cameras. Like to pop on <laughs> I am a movie camera block like <laughs> I know it's tough but enough is enough <laughs> Cher was really getting, was getting beside herself like her behavior was so disgusting it disgusting? Was, yes <laughs> so I like saw this interview it was terrible she launched an investigation Sharon but basically she was saying that like, her whole issue with that situation of Cheryl basically addressing, confronting her mm-hmm. was that, I guess, a situation transpired prior to mm-hmm. where um, another, I guess she was, like, black to some extent, mm-hmm. one of the co-hosts, they asked her, like, why is it okay for black people to say nigger, but white people can't? And, like, Sharon was like that, um, they made a pact after that moment to never basically surprise someone with... Yeah, in her, in her apology, she basically said that, like, she felt blindsided. Blindsided, and she got yeah. offensive in her, you know, interview. Um, Sharon, terrible disaster. Yeah, um, she basically was saying, like, in that situation, like, she felt... Like, they went against that pack, mm-hmm. and they were blindsiding her, which is why she responded how she did when well, it came to Cheryl. Well, baby, don't be too blindsided, because guess what? What? She's out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this her out, okay? You're out of it. <laughs> You're out of it, Tiffany, yo, New York. <laughs> she was like, apologize. I'm mean, apologizing. But then you're out of it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm crying. But yeah, she's 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 done. She's done. Um, and apparently there was allegations that she has made racist and homophobic for, um, um, remarks to her co-host before in the past. Yeah, the Asian one she called her slanty eyes. Oh lord. And Wandan. That's so fucked. Oh up. my gosh. <laughs> like, oh my god. She's a monster. <laughs> Wandan, slanty eyes. You're really a bitch. <laughs> like. Um, and uh-uh. so CB, um, CBS released a statement saying that um, the events of March 10th broadcast were upsetting to everyone involved, including the audience watching at home. 100%. As part of our review, we concluded that Sharon's behavior towards her co-host during the March 10th episode did not align with our values for a respectable workplace. 100%. We also did not find any evidence um, that CBS executives orchestrated the discussion or blindsided any of the hosts. Period. Who? 
Um, yeah, so that's where we're at with that. Sharon, you're done. You're out of it. Like, you know, you this cannot be, be defending racists. If you defend a racist, then you're a racist, period. And I don't got, but Cheryl, you got more motherfucking class than me. But in all reality, too, like, in a situation, friend or not, like, your friend said some outlandish shit. You could have just been like, I'm not speaking on it. Like, we have a personal relationship. That's that. You guys feel free. This is your job. Feel free. Leave it at that. The fact that she felt the need to cape, like, that gives, like, you're in support. You know? Yes. So, like, that's the issue with this whole situation. Like, is this, like, a situation, like, if you're fr- you in a room and your friends are talking shit about your other friend, like... Oh, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to, like, join in? Like but It depends on what my other friend did. <laughs> I also feel like I would stay out of it, you know? Like, if my other friend really on optimist, <laughs> whatever, this nigga hit my gun. Mm. But, yeah, Sharon, you're out of it. You're done. You're done in this town. You, you will never work again in this town. Finito. Um, speaking of dead in this town, oh my God. um, so you guys, oh. you know, we spoke about King Von and oh. Lil Tim, the killer of King Von. He was arrested for killing King Von, obviously. I don't know why people are saying alleged when there's footage of the killing. Yes. But Lil Tim, spelled L-U-L, Tim, has reportedly been granted bond. Right? Um, Fulton County Court's records show that 22-year-old Savannah native Lil Tim (laughs) was granted a $100,000 bond posted on Friday, March 26th. Um, according to Senior Public Information Officer Tracy Flanagan, he's still in jail. He does have a 100K bond and must be fitted with an ankle monitor. But the reason why this is on the checkup is it's really a target on little, little Kim. Little, <laughs> <laughs> little Tim's back. Like, count your days I is an understatement. Like- Law really be wanting street justice because why would you do certain things? A hundred K, like I, Casanova was a million dollars. Was it two million? He's facing a recall charge. This is something totally different. Lotum killed somebody, <laughs> like on camera. <sighs> if anything, he should be in a fucking million dollar bond. And you only need so that's ten K need to get out but if i'm not mistaken i thought i saw a video of him out he's out okay yeah he's out and about a bunch of his friends a bunch of his friends are reposting it talking about he had to free the the guy excuse me (laughs) like if your nigga killer ain't there you should know where are no r.i.p shirts not to quote these fucking people you (laughs) fuck his ass i wish he would come You already heard what Dirk says. But let me tell you something. I feel like these people, they told He's buying out the shows. <laughs> just him. For Quando Rondo, right? <laughs> I just feel like these people, the way how they're moving, like, it's just, it's very weird. Because even though they're talking all this shit in the songs and shit like that, 
Takashi still talking shit, still running around free. Quando Rondo still talking shit, still running around free. Loads him is free, and he's the killer. So we'll definitely be watching. You know, we want to say count your days, but also too like. I just feel like the streets ain't really the streets anymore. And that's really what I want to get to. Like, the streets yo, ain't we, the streets yo, anymore. Yo, we really need a real street nigga to come on the pod. Please. Anonymously, <laughs> of course. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm crying. Also, this week, Bobby Smurda, you know, we spoke about him. Um, basically... His the terms of his parole was released this week, and per the terms, Bobby is allegedly prohibited from drinking any alcohol or frequenting any bars. He must avoid hanging around any gang members. Um, he submit he sh- he has to submit substance abuse testing and get counseling for aggression and anger. He's also required to adhere to an 8 p.m. curfew. Mm. And this is for a couple years. Like, this is not just a couple months, you know? So, it's definitely a big thing. Um, Damn. Wendy Williams went on record to say that she thinks he's going to be booked by summertime. She's terrible. She's a cancer within our culture. And, you know, we gave you the Wendy Williams recap of her documentary. It's like, bitch, stop. Why are you doing that? Why are you talking so terribly? Just, Why are you wishing jail on someone? Yeah. I mean, it made sense when she broke it down. Like, summer is coming at 8 p.m. You cannot say that. You that can't wish jail on someone. Like, but, come on. Like, this nigga already did seven. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And honestly, I don't have that. I think the way that Bobby and... um. Rowdy have been moving. I think they've been real cautious. Like I think that. But even with this very... situation, like, could he even be around Rowdy? Oh, probably not. I mean, you probably shouldn't you... be around your co anyway. But whatever. That's even him over there. Dirk and fucking King Vaughn wasn't supposed to be together because they're fucking two felons and they was they was fucking once co-defendants on the same fucking murder charge. So. I don't know about facts, but I you know, just feel that's like. Neither here nor there. I mean, definitely those. Um, orders are definitely to make it harder for him. Like we've seen it's this definitely set Meek up Mill. for him to fail. Meek Mill couldn't even ride a fucking a dirt bike. I don't give a fuck about that bitch. Anyways, On to the next. It's set up for you to fail. Orders, especially for rappers, to make it harder for them to do your job, to make your livelihood. Like, yeah. You know what I mean, like, I just feel like Bobby. You know, he said he'll be a light-skinned Jamaican before he goes back to jail. You know, we hope that you don't become that light-skinned Jamaican, buddy. You know? Or you could be like Bob's and just be putting them up. Bob's is still in jail. I know. He's still putting on music up. Oh, shit. I think he has a studio in there. That's what I heard. Did not confirm what did not. Either way, Bobby, play it safe like Remy did. And make sure you make curfew because... You better. You know better than I do that jail is no fun. But that's also dependent on your PO, but never mind. That's the these POs don't give a fuck. Okay? Mm. Okay. And so now we're on to our big check portion of the podcast where we are just celebrating everybody getting to that bag, doing amazing things. Just shifting the culture. Yeah, starting with Prince Harry. Okay. 
has joined Silicon Valley. If y'all don't know about Silicon Valley, tap the fuck in. Let's put this money These out. These are the niggas that are creating the motherfucking technology, the apps, the everything that we fucking use. I have a great app idea. I'm going to make it a reality and make a million dollars. Yeah, when you say silicone, it just rubs me the wrong way. Oh my god, okay, anywho. Can you stop talking to me? Gary has joined this um, startup called Better Up mm-hmm. um, as an executive. Um, Better Up provides coaching and mental health services for clients. Yeah. Um, and this is very on brand as he spoke about, you know, supporting Megan during her mental health. And because um, you say Megan Markle, when you say Megan, I think of the stuff here. Megan Markle. You say, oh my God, you're so annoying. Um, yeah, and so um, a couple, you know, they're living in Cali right now. Um, and so this is like very on brand. Um, Harry is expected to have input to um, for product strategy decisions and charitable contributions and mm. basically be an advocate publicly on topics related to mental health. And so this is, you know... Definitely a big check. Um, however, the um, we've tried to get like how much Harry would be getting paid for this said role, um, but they have declined to share. So just know that that's a real cute number. Okay. Next we have Chloe and Haley, and they are the um, latest um, ambassadors for Neutrogena. Neutrogena. And they are the. Um, they're the first musicians to be brand ambassadors. And not for nothing, Neutrogena has been around since... They've been doing it since doing it. Totally. With the whole skincare, face care, you know, situation. And I follow both these girls and, like, they dead-ass use their products. Like, this is even before this news came out. Like, they really? Both, yeah, they've always spoken about using Neutrogena products. Okay. Um, I once used to use Neutrogena, but it doesn't work for me. I don't think it works for black people, but yeah. go up. But this is the first time. Um, yeah, this they are the first um musicians to um be brand ambassadors, so that's definitely a good look for them. Next, we have I love this girl, mm-hmm. Martin. She is sixteen. Like I can, she got foots on next. Like she's really <laughs> oldie. Um. Marsai Martin, she has um, Disney Plus, Disney Channel has picked up her pilot for a um, comedy show called Saturdays. Mm. And it's about a young girl and her competitive roller skating crew. So it's giving me like a little bit of roll bounce, Mm. but like made it to a TV show. Mm. And I am really excited. We already know that Disney Plus stayed with the fucking bag. Mm. So... Um, and apparently, like the cast, from what I see, it's gonna be Omar Gooding, oh. Golden Brooks from Girlfriends. Uh-uh. Love that. Um, and a couple other people from some other stuff. But I'm excited to see where this goes. Um, she's super talented. And then next, I have Cardi B. She is the first female rapper to have a diamond song. Bodak Yellow is now certified diamond, having sold over 10 million copies. Yeah, shout out to her. This is so crazy because I remember... The payola? No, not even the payola. When this one came <laughs> out, this is probably what, 2015? 
I think it was like 2015 or something. And this is before Cardi got her big break. And I remember playing this. I used to go up to DJs and be like, can you play the song? And they'd be like, no, we're not playing that. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, like this shit is mad popping. Cardi went diamond. That is a, congrats. congrats. She should send you some money. What? <laughs> I'm just saying. You got to give credit when credit is due, though. Not, Absolutely. Not I love a hard worker. So next. You know, I had to add to the list Tusa, which is Carol G featuring Nicki Minaj, went two times diamond, you know? But the girls never talk about that, you know? Like, they love to talk down on the queen. They love to talk about what she did too, and, you know, and how she's been in the game for so long, and the thoughts of features, not only her own song. Diamond, twice, you know. So I, you already know from the last episode what, how I feel about Nikki and her it, and her personal issues on the on the, on the you back know, end. I was gonna say it wasn't about you, but she want to make it no. about you. So. <laughs> uh, do you have something on your mind? No, I don't. You was just talking about you see Nikki on uh, on me freestyle. And no, you I can, do. You can hear it. I do. I you can, can hear it. I can't. You, you can't right hear Cardi. <laughs> You can hear Nikki, right? So it's just funny. The girls have so much to say about the accolades. But, you know, Mama's is still sitting. We miss her so much. It hasn't been a week that's gone by where she's not in the headlines. Like last week, her old freestyles resurfaced of her going crazy on Hot 97. Before that, Tiffany Haddish was sucking her pussy about how (laughs) I'm like, Nikki, I'm on time. Like, it's just been a bunch of shit. Bitches came forward they talking about... the Nicki Minaj comedy. And she should have been honored. But she chose a moment to attack. Mm. You know? And that's what bitches do. Like, them low-rent, crusty, busty bitches. <laughs> they attack other females, you know? They don't uplift. So it's just expected, you know? But Mamas is still here. Mamas is still doing what she needs to do. She's raising her kid. Papa She's taking some time off, you know? A lot of these other bitches should take heed from that and <laughs> take some time to raise their kids, you know? <laughs> but that's never here nor there. Never. Tusa certified two times diamond. Okay, okay. But, you Pop know, smoke. You can't say pop, pop without the smoke. Okay. okay. Pop smoke has, you know, his album, Shoot for the Stars and for the Moon, breaks number one record on the top. Rap album charts. He basically beat um, Eminem for having um, his project be number. I don't know if it was number one, but um, for the twentieth week on the charts. And so that's just you know it's really um, amazing to see. Definitely. I going just wish he was still alive. Like I really wish he was still alive. Like it just breaks my heart even. Like, you know, speaking about these accolades and these accomplishments, because it's just like, he was so young, mm-hmm. you know, and his impact will last until, you know, it's not lasting anymore. But I just feel that he was just such a star, you know, and as a star, I can recognize another star. Truly. <laughs> as a star. <laughs> 
Issa Rae. She landed herself an eight-figure deal, child. Um, she it broke um this past week that she has secured a very very hefty bag. A lucrative deal. Yes, with HBO, um, a five-year overall deal. Um, and now partnered with her own media company, um, and with Warner Media as well. Um, and it's close to about forty billion. But honestly, I'm thinking because like the only reason I like Issa is insecure, mm-hmm. and with that ending, you know, it leaves me with a lot of question marks in my head because, like, I feel like that insecure being that, like, it's such a special type of show, mm-hmm. you know, like it's specifically for black people like i literally can't even like yeah, explain I, it to other cultures mm-hmm. because it's just so intimate to us and like how like it's something i feel like they can't take away and the fact that that's ending and now she has like this deal to produce more things mm-hmm. is just like are those other things gonna be similar to insecure like because I can't see her I, like doing. I think she has free range. I think she's she's a um, executive producers on a lot of other shit on HBO, um, black content like um, a black lady sketch show. Never heard of it. Um, oh well, you should watch it. It's pretty cool. Um, but I think she's she she's gonna have free range and, and flexibility. Um, in the interview where she, like, spoke about the deal a little bit. Like, she already said that, like, her media company had about 15 projects already, like, you know, in the works, in stages of development. And so I don't think that we need to channel her into, like, one particular type of content that she produces. I think she'll be able to still... I think her content, hands down, is always always going to be black. But it'll... Right. It'll be... Maybe she'll be covering different topics, different subjects, different, you know, different things. Maybe it'll be movies. Maybe it'll be, you know, mini, mini, mini series versus, you know, a TV show or, you know, whatever the case may be. So I'm excited yeah, to see. I'm just going to be, has, I'm going to be optimistic. Yeah. You know, she has the city girls. She's working with the city girls. I heard about that. On that. Um, I don't know about that. We don't know, but we, I, I want to go into it with, open, like, I don't want to. I don't have enough info to say, like, this is what I'm expecting from it. I'm not expecting anything. I'm just, right. just like, based off, of, like, what you've done. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I just don't feel like... I, I think what you She need, deserves is what I, I, I feel. Think? No. I think that Issa does a really good job at um, telling the black experience and making things um, relatable. That, yes. Us. And so... That, yes. I will say that. Like, relatable, for sure. Like, because I feel like the appeal of Insecure, which is what the only thing that I've known her to do, mm-hmm. is, like, she brings, like, that conversation of, like, it's an episode, but then, like, it's open-ended enough for us to, like, sit down and have a conversation. Yeah. Well, I As far definitely- as, like, a movie or a body of work that comes in and, like, you walk out mm-hmm. after watching and it's just, like, a no-brainer, like, that is phenomenal like that is yeah 
You know, like I haven't seen that from Issa. I think she'll she'll work her way up there, like not for nothing. Insecure. But to receive an eight figure deal, like you should already be there, is what I'm saying. I don't know. I think that Issa, her start of her career starts from YouTube, right? We're making many the awkward like, black girl, yeah. And a lot of what a lot of the remnants of awkward black girl is an insecure. A hundred percent. From her job, from the rapping in the mirror and, and things of that nature. Uh, so I think that it's room for, I think that... She's in that bag I is what I see from that. I think that she's... There's room for her in this deal to grow and to do things and to push the envelope of the type of content. I, just I don't hope think she doesn't that, fail. I don't, I don't think that it needs to be an eight-figure deal where we see something like blackish, where we get grownish and mixedish and that. No. Like that, like that's not her. I personally don't even like blackish that much. I mean, I don't care for it. Like, I feel like blackish is for white people, essentially. You know, mm-hmm. like, I feel like shows like Power and like How to Get Away from Murder and like Scandal, like, those are shows that I feel like push our culture forward because it shows like a black woman could really think outside the box. Yeah. And really like get y'all, you know, like, and give you good. Entertainment, good production, good storytelling. You know, I haven't seen that with Issa. So, like, what I'm saying is, I feel like this type of deal would be great for someone like Shonda Rhimes, someone who's actually done the work to, you know, like push black storytelling forward. Yeah, but I mean, I, I guess as but well. You can't too. pick and choose who to give things to, right? Yeah, and I think it's also aligned to, like, you know, the entities that they work with. Like, Shonda right. is ABC, like, right, right, right there, versus Issa built her base with HBO. So, right. And even that, like, she had to. HBO Max is coming through with the fucking content, especially black content. So, I think that. That's We're going to be thing. getting a lot of great projects. Out we'll of this. be watching. We'll mm-hmm. definitely be watching. I just hope it's. I just want like I'm like I saw this snippet on Twitter the other day, of Have you ever seen that movie Death Day? Yes. So yes. for those of you who haven't seen it, Death Day is a movie where pretty much like it, I guess it's like a scary movie or a thriller. A thriller. Where like this, like she Girl. just dies every day. Yeah. And pretty much, like, she's trying to figure out, like, why did why she die, she die? or yeah. who killed her. Pretty much, they're having, on Netflix, they're having, like, this new movie. And pretty much, it's, like, a death day, but it's, like, a black guy. And, like, police kills him. Wait, what? Yes. Oof. That's tone deaf. Oof. Honey, Oof. that reaction exactly is how Twitter has been feeling. Like, Oof. why this? What? Yeah, like, he met this girl on, like, Tinder or some shit. He fucked her that night. He wake up. He left her building. Police killed him. This is Trump. Yeah. So it's just like, like I want better black stories. Like I yeah. want them to see like it's so much different types of black. You know, so mm-hmm. much different stories within the our, black yeah, our culture. culture. Mm-hmm. You know, like to push the same traumatizing, negative, relatable. It's just like, come on, like I want something better, but that's where I'm coming from with it. Definitely congratulations to Issa, not to like, you know. Go ahead, Queen. Yeah. Um, shout out to Viola Davis, you know, that's definitely one of my favorite actresses ATM at the moment. She has just been such an amazing figure within our community in terms of embodying these stories and just bringing it to new heights. 
she made Oscar history as the most nominated black actress. Ooh. Definitely shouts to her. Also, we found out that the City Girls has a Boohoo collaboration dropping this week, March 30th. Sure. I'm not entirely looking forward to this because I just feel like Boohoo, like they just missed the mark when it comes to fashion. You know, like it definitely gives like a knockoff ASOS. Ooh, but yeah. yeah. And like the collaborations, like they did collaborations with Tyga, Quavo, Burna Boy. And it just be very subpar, like yeah. very trendy, hot topics, Forever Twenty One. <laughs> you know, like it's never nothing where it's like, wow, like did you catch that? Like it's never that That's how I feel about the Boohoo collabs and the pretty little little thing collabs. I'd be like you know, pretty little things is year round. Like, it's just for females, oh, so you have to speak more. Yeah, as but well. like pretty little thing, they did a Tiana collab, a Karuchi collab. They collab with like anybody, and I'm just like, I mean, little little Kim has a collab with pretty little thing, and I'm just like, <laughs> the collection. I never get like, what is the vision? Of, like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, what is your vision? Like, what is the? Is look? this a slap the, on a name? You yeah, know? it's like I'm a I'm a curate these little couple pieces and. I'm gonna call that my collab. Yeah. So I'm interested, you know. Yeah. Hopefully they're a little more hands on. I doubt it. Um, Sesame Street introduced two black Muppets, which I thought was a big check because I just feel like. About a damn time. It's amazing because now, like, the whole conversation of, like, race and everything is being introduced to the younger generation, like, those. Mm-hmm. Especially infants. Like right now. You know, I think that's huge because definitely kids see color. Like, I remember my little sister, like, she's light skinned. And, like, growing up, like, because she couldn't say, like, light skinned, like, she would say, like, I'm white. What? You know, oh, so, like, baby. definitely, yeah. You oh. know, so, like, definitely it's good to see, like, those conversations being introduced at such a young age. Definitely big checks to. <laughs> Sesame Street for sure. Also, I'm giving a big check to a little baby. He's getting his own line of lemonade in partnership okay. with Rap Snacks. It's called the Little Baby Uwe Lemonade. He is so ghetto. So fucking ghetto. Oh my god. Um, the beverage comes in five vibrant flavors, including fruit punch, strawberry watermelon, mango pineapple, and blueberry sweet tea. So it's definitely gonna be. Big checks for him. I've never seen a rap snack in New York, I will say. I've only seen that in Atlanta. You gotta go uptown. No thanks. Uptown, the delis be having a rap snacks. Have you ever had? Yeah. What's your fave? I, th- I don't know. Who, I don't, honestly, I can't even remember. Another the rap, right? guy. Um, I had like some like, <laughs> cheddar cheese situation. Like a ruffle chip. Was it good? Yeah, I enjoyed it. Okay. But they're not really in New York, like you said. Yeah. Or sometimes they'd be in the Bronx, too. Not the Bronx. They do. Let's get into our checklist portion of the podcast. This is where we come together and dish out all the motherfucking tea. Let me tell you, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> the weather done broke and all y'all niggas done broke up. Uh, That's what happened. Yeah. That's what happened. The weather peaked and everybody said, all right, I'm head out. Yeah. Okay. Starting, it's it's fucking, 
it's a Nikki season. Let me tell you, in New York, everybody's on Demon Time right now. Mm-hmm. This. I'm already hearing rumbles that this summer is going to be an unforgettable summer. Like, I feel every, it. I everybody, feel everybody is with the links and let the Let me tell you something. I have a couple shoes on the way because this summer, <laughs> like, you need to bring your A game. <laughs> this is not a drill. This is not a test. You need to have outfits in the tuck you just need, because. Ladies, the nails and the lashes they need to and be the hair done. always have to Stay done. So even if you was doing every two weeks, bitch, you might need to do every week now. Cause you just never know. Like the links are calling. You need to be lasered. You need everything on wax. Wax on, wax off. Okay, because you just never. I feel like this is the Wake summer. Wake up, hoes. This is the summer. Like if you ain't know, you know. We had a whole year off. Like literally, everyone was in the house. You know, and like. This summer, we're outside. They got a whiff of that, and everybody just started breaking up left and right. Starting oh with my gosh. Dream Doll and Bankroll Friend. I mean... Truthfully, Bankroll came with too much baggage. Truthfully. Oh, and not enough banging, bro. Yeah, because, babe, like, where are you on the charts? No way down. No one knows. <laughs> no one knows. No one knows. And so, I, I want to say probably like a week ago, um, Dream went to Twitter and she goes, I don't give a fuck how Ooh. much you love a person. Don't let them treat you like no dummy. Getting fucked over by a person you deeply fell in love with will turn you so damn cold hearted. My last relationship taught me you could be the whole package at the wrong address. Because she said that YBN was beating her ass. What? She was with YBNJ, who was also with Black China, and somebody else that I forget. Yikes. They were together for a long time. He was sucking her toe. She was spitting his mouth. But then after they broke up. This was obviously before Corona. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Did you see Trey Song spitting those two girls' mouths? <laughs> oh, my God. Was that his OnlyFans content? No, that was, was like a music that video. That was a music. He did that in the middle of a panini. They said he motherbird them. <laughs> I was dead. Mother he was, he's a disgusting child. He's a Scorpio. No, he's not. He's a Sag. Same thing. Oh. <laughs> I feel <laughs> But yeah, um, Dream, we saw this coming. Like, you and Bankroll, come on. You was. Come on. I feel he like Dream is too bad. Me, he's a big. Yeah, Dream is big too. Look. We knew what it was given. We we didn't think that y'all was gonna be together forever. Dream is too and much he, of a big thing for him because I feel like, truthfully, like she, as far as like female rappers, like she's one of the ones that's actually all, putting out yeah. during this time. Mm-hmm. You know, so like I feel like she needs someone who's above her. You know, or. Stop listening to the narrative. Okay, whatever. <laughs> like, when it comes out that Tay is was fucking all them bitches, I'm like, I told y'all so. Yeah. Anywho. I don't believe it. Tay. Yeah, shout out to Tay too. His party looked popping, that Playboy party. The bitches came out. He yeah. brought the whole fucking city out. He did. I wish I was there. I wish I was there. Playboy. 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 Um, yeah. And then I think I 
think bankroll Freddie later on in the week tried to like come out and basically insinuate that he was paying her bills and she was like Bye. Out of here, like I pay everything in cash like the bitch just fuck. bought a fucking Lambo truck for herself in cash for her birthday bankroll what Go to bankroll hell. do you have like we want to know you know because literally like your music is not popping like the we streamed it here on a podcast. Here. In the name of Dream Girl. Oh. In the name of her. You know, so it's just. Because guess what? That's out. You're out of here. You're out of it. Like, the fact that your baby mother had to wake up to the news the same way we did. Like, oh, it's just wild, you know. So, nonetheless, like, I do. Like, he's an okay looking guy. But I feel like Dream Doll needs. She's a beautiful girl. Yeah. Beautiful girl. And, like, that's. Even without the body in consideration. Mm-hmm. Like the, the face, face is top tier, my dear. Here. Okay? So, I just feel like... We've seen it coming. We knew y'all was going to be touching yeah. forever. You and was if just, it wasn't you leaving him, it was going to be some cheating involved. The baby or the whatever. You was just some good dick for the time. Mm-hmm. Like, play your cards right. Um... Hey, Boogie, you forgot my name was Ella Benz, though. <laughs> I could really get Grammy and fuck, fuck with, with your mans, though. How you sitting in the crib? Like, fuck oh. this damn hoe. Okay, so here, let me tell you. Ella's back to the bands, and that's just stamped on. Ella always been about the bands. That's the thing, like. The eyelashes, the been selling, okay. you know? The fucking merch, been selling. Okay. Let's, Really be clear. Popped out two kids and said, Boogie, suck my dick. <laughs> From the back. From the back, though. It's like, a big thing. Ella is on some vacation with the clappers out. New body who this. Dump trunk. Okay. 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 So, this started when, oh, man, they announced a very Minister public be free. <laughs> Get into it, please. Please, please, please. Okay, so, you know, a Boogie... And this is why, yo, New Yorkers are really so fucking crazy. Um, so, A-Boogie goes on Instagram with the black screen and the white words. You know, we hate those. And he goes, as much as I don't want to admit it, I don't deserve Ella. Um, you have a beautiful, long life ahead of you, and I don't <laughs> want to be the reason you're not happy. Be free. Be free. <laughs> Gotta be what you truly want to be. And send her with a butterfly emoji. This is how Ella is so motherfucking gangsta. She gonna repost this nigga post to her IG story like, Ella Mayo, we already talked about this in real life and it was my idea. I don't know why he coming on Instagram like he's setting me free. Boy, go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) And so it was begins. um, Yeah, go to hell sends me places. Go to fucking hell. I love telling people to go to hell. That's my daily, that's like my new thing. Getting you devotion. Yeah, like, I just be like, go to hell. Like, what the fuck? Oh my gosh. Um, and so the rumor started swirling around that Abe cheated on Ella, you know, and this was the reason for their split, XYZ. But Ella actually went to Twitter. I follow her on Twitter, y'all. Um, and she said, you know, Abe, he, he is a good person. He's been good to me, and I'm thankful for everything um, he has ever done for me. This has nothing to do with cheating. He's changed a lot for me and put in a lot of effort for us to be together. We just don't see eye to eye anymore. Um, and I can appreciate that too. 
of like but truthfully like Boogie Benji and like this is the same reason why Ella had all her goons attack Dream Doll back in the day remember you don't remember no. they ran down on her at a club and she had to run in her um jeep when she was driving the jeep back then and she like hit one of them and she was like stop fucking playing with me it was a whole thing but long story short well Ella do be with the gang in the mob both yeah so they was trying to like, bring down on Dream but she escaped. But Yikes. that just goes to show too. Like you could attack the bitch all you want, but the nigga's not changing because now he's telling you be free after two kids. Pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> but that's something I also said too. I was just like, nothing. Like Ella, okay, cool. You had the one kid, cool. I wouldn't double back and had another kid without marriage on the table. Cause what the fuck am I doing? I'm just having your babies. He's, she's had a child that, support oh, too. That's and my, what she has. And my gun. And the fucking son. He looks just like fucking baby artist. artist? Yes, baby artist is really baby artist. Yeah. So fucking cute. Um, but both of them um, is baby yes, artist. Yes. Like, yes. looks just like truly, a baby. Truly. Um. So yeah. And so ever since then, I don't know. She knew what she was doing because basically too, like she had broke up with him like while he was coming up. And he got popping, and he made all them songs for her, and then she got back with him. A so, true queen. Bye, bitch. A <laughs> <laughs> true fucking queen. If you, if you, listen, let me tell it, Ella always had her eyes on the prize. On the bag. Let's say that. Okay. Um, and she's been in the studio. Making and, songs and things. Yes, and a boogie, I think I saw the other day, he posted, he was like, oh, I have her blocked because I don't even want to see that shit because that shit be making me think and be hurting my heart. Yeah, nigga, she, pop a fucking perk, nigga. You gonna need them perks for real. Out. They was like, yo, they was like, yo, so Ella been hiding her, her body this whole time? That ass, because she got her body done and hit it. Because I literally watched her YouTube when mm-hmm. she got the body. She went to Columbia like the mm-hmm. rest of the girls. Mm-hmm. But. I thought she went to Miami. She didn't get it done away. Mm-hmm. Oh. Columbia. Okay. Because you know Columbia, they like take they more percentage of the yes. body fat. Mm-hmm. But yeah, she been got her body. After the. I don't know if she got it after the second kid though. I don't know either. But because I know she got her body ass, after, after Melody. She definitely Yes. Did. Yeah. That ass is looking healthy. A dump Fuck. Yeah. Like, she's applying pressure, the captions, everything is there. Yeah. So it's what's she said, crab meat, I'm gonna ask looking healthy. <laughs> oh, speaking of sweetie. Oh. Anyways, I'm just very <laughs> interested to see a the summer that Ella's going to have now that she's back on the scene. I need to know if you're gonna be in Dyke Man fucking shit up again. Like I need to know what the vibes come link me says. Period. Come link me, sis. Yes. She's a mother of two. Come link me, sis, if you out. Thank you. <laughs> but speaking of Saweetie, the honcho, Lord. You have to break this down for me because I'm going to... I was traveling while this was transpiring. Oh, child. This... Please break this. Let me pour myself a glass of wine. Please pour up, honey. So, the internet went into shambles, darling, last week. Um, Saweetie. Ain't shit sweet. <laughs> Ain't shit sweet. And I don't have nothing sweet to say about her either. Diamante. And y'all know. <laughs> and y'all know I really be like keeping for sweetie sometimes and be giving her bell. But like I'm just through. I'm 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 done with the sweetie show. Cool points are out the window. <laughs> like it's really close curtain. You like... got me straight tripping, boo. <laughs> to the 
break off, I want to get to how she spent the entire week trending because it was speculation of whether or not her and Quavo were together, right? Because they had unfollowed each other, right? Yes, okay. right? And so we're going to start with, I'm going to set the scene with her interview on the Justin L.A. Boy show. Terrible production, BT Dubs. Revolt, just put us on there. Please. We're going to give you the content. Yeah. Without the stiffness. Yeah. Sorry. Um, so we're going to start with there. Did you, did you see that? I definitely you, did. You watched it? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. I just, I couldn't even get through all of it because it was just so cringy. Yeah. Um, so Sweetie went on the Justin um, LaVoy show. What are your thoughts on that? Her being there. Her being, I just didn't understand it. Number one, because I don't understand the show. Number two, because I feel like <laughs> Justin LaVoy, like he represents like the voice of the hood. You know, like very toxic, mm-hmm. very gutter butt. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm not. That's what he gives me. Like gutter butt. He says some shit that like the local nigga in the hood mm-hmm. is gonna say. You know, but it's on social media. You know, yeah. so basically, like I just feel like on revolt, like it's like watered down. So it's just like WTF. Sweetie, like, I feel like her brand is so, like, safe. You know, like, she's not really... She had no business on that show. She's not a pussy talk. You know, the ex, too. And then she was fucking with his dad, too, at one point, right? And that lets me know everything. So, okay, I've been having this debate with all my friends. Because I'm just like, I don't think that... I think that Sweetie purposefully planned her entire breakup and how to roll it out mm. to get the most eyes and everything on her, right? And that's why I'm kind of done with her and her antics. What's her sign? Let me Google it. Go, Please. go on. Please um, talk. So, if y'all don't know, Sweetie and Justin Combs, Diddy's son, used to date. This is at the height of her career. Let me not, not at the height, at the beginning of her career. Um, I'm going to say like around the time Icy Girl had dropped. This is a cancer. They went to get... Mm, cancer through and through I'm crying say nothing more um and so you know they broke up um because of alleged cheating um and apparently Sweetie has this history of once she has broken up with you she has no communication no nothing like she don't even entertain exes etc which is why I found that so peculiar that you did this show with Justin being there on set of all shows on top of that, if y'all watch the fucking interview, like the, the the show, it's just uncomfortable. She's not even looking in Justin's direction. She's like throwing dancing. Subs. She's throwing subs. She's dancing around questions. It was just like, why are you here? And for the longest, <laughs> I really could not understand because she did this interview and was trending for like two or three days after. Mm-hmm. Right? And mm-hmm. then that's when it came out that Sweetie and Quavo unfollowed each other. And then they were saying, oh, they unfollowed each other because... She did the show and et cetera, et cetera, right? right? Sweetie, she was getting a bunch of backlash on Twitter, on the socials, basically saying like she shouldn't have done the show, she shouldn't have been there. A bunch of backlash about different things, about how she answered the questions, etc. But then she comes out and she um, basically says that like, I don't deserve to be treated. You know, basically saying that her and Quavo have split um, and that they 
been split for quite some time and you know just hinted you know just hinted to alleged you know um alleged cheating um noting like betrayal and etc and saying how like material things doesn't because he bought a bentley yeah right doesn't um presents don't band-aid scars when the love is real and intimacy is given to other women she gives us that whole spiel, and Twitter just eats it up, and now everybody is just in support of Sweetie. So um, Quavo took time to... To breathe? <laughs> <laughs> um, he actually responded, and he, he goes, I had love for you and disappointed you did all that. You are not the woman I thought you were. I wish you nothing but the best. Niggas Yo, are so... What is, what is his son? He's an Aries. <laughs> <laughs> That's so something I would say. <laughs> I'm disappointed. You. Yes, you're not the woman I thought you were. Right. And um, he goes, I know you want to make this into a show, so I'll, I'll play my part just this one time. I love um, that. I don't normally put my business out there, especially my personal life. I feel the need to address this there. I feel the need to address this so there are no false narratives. And then that's when she responded to take care. And then that's when everyone went up in arms with the memes. Drake um, memes, right? Yeah. And so for me, I just feel like... I feel like Sweetie's the issue here. I just feel like she's clout chasing off of her own breakup. But also, too, like, I didn't realize, because... even when they were together, that Quavo, like, brought her up so much. Oh, you didn't realize? No, I really didn't realize. Cause <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't give Quavo that much power. She got with Quavo and got hot. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. Yes, honey. Because in my eyes, like, I thought she was always a cute girl. The song, because at that time, like, she, she had... She tap... No, no, no. She had Icy. She had Icy Girl, and then she had the other one. What's the other one? My Type. Yes, My Type. My Type. Yes. She had but those two. Yes, but on that... The, the project that My Type was on, Quavo was on two songs. I didn't on, know on that. On that project. Yes. He brought, like, literally, if you even ask, like, old heads, and you ask, like, who's sweetie, like, they'd be like, oh, that's Playboy's girl. Yes. Like, I didn't know that he had that much power. Mm-hmm. So, that was definitely, like, something that brought her up to where she was meeting people like Beyonce and Jay-Z. But you she know? was not in the rooms. So, I feel like now she got to a point where, like, I feel like she never really wanted him. Ooh. And if you look at it, too, like, Quavo, I don't see what people see in Quavo. Let's start there. Like, in terms of, like, people give Quavo, like, he's the Beyonce of the group. He's the sexiest one. That he's so beautiful. I don't see that for Quavo. Out of that group, I would give it to Offset before Quavo. But that's just me. Yeah, that is you. Take (laughs) Sweetie's catalog of niggas that she's dealt with. You can't put Justin Combs in the same category as Quavo. Like, it's two separate niggas. So that alone lets me know that she really was just with this nigga because of the clout that came with it. Like, she was at Fashion Week with him. She got to break down a lot of barriers. Like, Fashion Week in 2019, we can't even talk about 2020. Fashion Week 2019, even 2020, if you really want to talk about it. Fashion Week 2019, she really was like the it girl. Mm -hmm. She was at all the main shows, Prada. All them shits. Mm-hmm. Mew Mew. Like, yeah. all them shit. Like, she was really, like, front row. And that was all off of Quavo because, like, the Migos had already, like, broke that barrier of Met Gala. I think um, 
Offset had launched his own line with some major fashion house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they were really doing things. So, it's like, I feel like it got to a point, like, just a segue from that. It got to a point where, like, they could do nothing more for her. Because she, like, I feel like she exceeded what they could do for her. So, it got to a point where, like, there was nothing else. And she was just done. So, that's what I say. Like, I feel like it's sweetie. Because I feel like Quavo really loved her. Listen, I cannot say we what, can't speak what to goes on. Things, yeah, what goes on behind closed doors? If he cheated, all the more power, like to you for leaving. I feel like he's been cheating. You see what Offset been doing, and he's not going to stop. Think he was, you, you, you fresh. <laughs> Anywho, but regardless of that, like my whole biggest thing with Sweetie is that I just felt like. You tried to, you put out these tweets talking about I'm single and you been trying to give your whole woman, this whole woman empowerment. But the whole time you're riding the cult waves of your fucking man and basically getting clout over your relationship. She voted all out. But like she, I feel like, bitch, like you, maybe you, I mean, yes, you probably. She got to a point where like she feel like she's above him. For sure. I and buying the private jet and having all these... She's on fucking Cosmopolitan, I think. Yes. And that came out right after she announced... She, she had... She's at that point, I feel like. Everything was strategic. And so, for me, it's it really was... like pretty niggas. Quavo's not a pretty nigga. Mm. It was... It, mm. it was... <laughs> <laughs> it was... It was also interesting to see how everyone was like, Oh, I knew that they weren't together because... On um, Valentine's Day, everything looked so forced, blah, blah, blah. But it didn't look forced. Because, because apparently they were saying that they've been broken up for months now. And that apparently on Valentine's Day, that was him trying to get back in her, her good graces. Bye. But if you go to Sweetie's page right now, bitch, you still got the pictures up. You still got the pictures up for Valentine's Day. I wonder if she gave him pussy that night. You know she did. Who knows? Because bitches love doing it. <laughs> you know she did. She got her pictures so, already. Bitches really be in it just for the pictures. True. And not stamped but, on. But like, I just feel like I'm just not aligned with the whole because I just I just feel like everything was strategic. Like you going on that Justin show, you did that because you knew that it would be headlines and and speculation um, surrounding it. Because real talk, if Sweetie and Quavo were in a good place in their relationship, she would have never done that show. One, because you're not going to tell a nigga like Quavo, the hunch up, that you want to sit beside <laughs> this nigga. The fuck? Could you stop? He is the hunch up. The hunch up. Could you stop, please? Yo, do you know when, when they broke up? Do you know what song I've been having in my head? Honcho Dream? Nikki. Do you love me? Why are you crying? Right <laughs> she don't want to be the man that she married. Stop. <laughs> you will not disrespect me. He disrespected me. Okay. Stop. <laughs> but you stop. But like if their but if their relationship was in a good place, Sweetie would have never done Justin's show, no matter what, because it's just like, what the fuck? Sweetie, so I'm never gonna it. sit beside my ex that I don't even fuck with or associate myself but with. But let me tell you something. I don't even like cancer bitches for a couple reasons. Ooh. And I just feel like them bitches are emotionally manipulative. They are. And in this situation, it's Sweetie being emotionally manipulative. 
I mean, we cannot speak to all that. I can speak towards that. You saw his response. You know, he he literally said, I had a love for you. That don't mean that he was not cheating. So, he been cheating. That's the thing. And she knew about it. Mm. Now, she felt like she was above him. And she's so... So, she's going to break up with him. But, sweetie, like, who you end up with at this point? Like, you're a pretty girl, yes, but... Who can do for you what Playboy did for you? Mm. True. Well, there you have it. Splitsville. Everybody is broken up and doing God knows what and cutting up. So. Meanwhile at the ranch. Meanwhile at the <laughs> ranch. Lil Nas, Nas X. is spinning my head. I can't. He's spinning off a fucking stripper pole. All the way down to fucking hell. Talking about call me by your name. Okay, so we're going to start with <laughs> So, Little Nas X, this past, literally Friday. Broke um, the fucking internet. Yes. Um, he released and this. his lace front and his stripper heels. That was a terrible lace front, by the way. Honey bunches of oats. Like, they couldn't get Jonathan, nobody did. I don't even feel like they plucked the baby hair. They didn't even pluck his They wig. left everything as is. They said this wig is as is. Mm. Um, <laughs> <that's> <laughs> X released um, the song and video to Montero. Montero, Call Me By Your Name. And it has already over 24 million views on It's YouTube. the talk of the town. It's the biggest talk of the town. It's literally the talk of the town. <sighs> Citing, you know, some of the comments that are coming out of the music video. Well, actually, let's, let's get your thoughts on the song and the music video first. So, I will say, with the song, very subpar. Very, <laughs> very subpar. Subpar is not even a word. Like, it's, it's just not there for me. Like, I can't see this being played in the club. I can't see this being played in the bar, in the grocery store. Nowhere at all. The video... So, what I get from the video is, he's a faggot. Like, he's not even gay. Like he, You cannot use that word. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> oh he's God. not even gay. Like, he's really like a faggot. Like, black nail polish, lace wigs, drawers, heels, you know, lipstick, eyeshadow, eyelashes. He's a faggot. Like, he, can he's, you stop using the word? Hey, girl, he's out here. Okay. Okay? With the video, like, it's basically, like, him responding to everything and, like, telling his come-out story because it's, like, you know, as we all know, like, he was originally just Mm -hmm. a boy who had a hit song, became a star, you know, he was obviously gay during that time but wasn't really, like, out with mm-hmm. it became came out so now he's trying to like figure out how to balance that star with being gay mm-hmm. and for him the best approach is to be a faggot oh my god you know so this whole montero 
call me by your name is essentially that. Like it's the first step in that direction of being this star, but also being gay. You know, so his whole approach to that is the visual gives me personally, like it's in response to the church because he gave like a whole like, what is it? The Garden of Eden. Mm -hmm. Like it's like a kiss and a tree and all that. And then he gets condemned. Like he's like in shackles and it's a bunch of people like watching in this ceremonial visual and then he gets condemned, so he's on a stripper pole all the way down to hell. And then he's twerking on the devil, and then he becomes the devil. So, I get it, you know, like, what he was doing, like, in terms of, like, responding to the church in the craziest way possible. However, I just feel like it's a way to do things. Middle America is fucking livid. Just go. <laughs> Middle America is heated. It's just because so much. They are linking him to Satanism. They're calling him demonic. And they're saying that y'all need to check y'all kids' playlists and see who they are listening to. Um, you know, a bunch of things. I think that Little Nas X is just riding these coattails of being gay to like create the most jarring work of art possible like i just feel like i don't i just i I don't get it and i and what is what i what i what i used to what i liked about Little Nas X before, especially when he came out with Old Town Road, like he was like he's known for trolling. Like he responds back to trolls. Like he'll get them together. Like you know, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And he'll respond to anybody. Like your favorite rappers, rapper, whoever it is, right? And get them together. But I just feel like for YouTube, I just always think about like their team and like y'all really got together in a meeting mm-hmm. and y'all really curated this treatment for this music video. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like you cannot his his response to all the backlash. He's like acting so shocked and acting as if you should have been anticipating this. Oh my gosh! Like I just don't understand why you cannot understand why people are having this repulsive, you know, reaction to your visual to your art. You know what I mean? And I see two sides of the coin, right? I see people's like, oh, he's being free and like. Yes, be free, be all those things. However, you have to also be careful about the messaging that that you are sending. Uh Especially when you're looping in the church and other things, right? Uh And so, kind of branching off of the video, it came out that he had this collab with, um, I don't even know, I don't really know this brand at all, but MSCHF and Lil Nas have um, a collab with Nike Air Max 97s called uh-huh. Satan Shoes. Uh-huh. And apparently these Satan Shoes um, contain at least one drop of human blood. Okay. And then there will be 666 pairs individually numbered and they are to release on the, this Monday, right? And I'm just like, you cannot 
not understand why people are, you know. No, he understands. But for you to be so like repulsive and be so standing firm and oh, I'm being free and this is how I'm expressing He's myself. He's being a faggot. That's why. That's why I say what I say when I say faggot. <laughs> like that's. It's just so crazy. And so Nike has actually come forward and has released a statement and said, we do not have a relationship with Little Nas X or MSCHF. Um, Nike did not design or release these shoes and we do not endorse them. Um, the company did not say whether it has plans to send a cease and desist over to Little Nas X and the brand. Um, you know, but that is, you know, definitely like um, coming. But apparently on the shoe, um, aside from the human blood and the 666, um, the shoes also come with a graphic. And it's a religious detail um, that says Luke 1018. And it's an excerpt from the Bible that reads, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. And then there's also a charm on 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 each of the shoes. That star thing, right? Yes. Um, called this is a AKA lot. called a, a, a pentagram called the devil star. That and then it's like six hundred and sixty six pairs. Yes. And, and they're it's, numbered, so yes. it's like two of sixty six, six of sixty six, like. Yes. And basically, they have this whole packaging of artwork that you know includes the charm of a Satan walking up to Jesus, and so and and. Y'all, I'm not, you know, I don't go to church every week. Like, I think, I like to think of myself as a spiritual being rather than, like, I subscribe to a certain religion. That's so sick of this shit. <laughs> but I just think that this messaging is really crazy. And I just feel like... You know your audience. You you were tailored, even though you came out as gay, whatever the case may be. Your audience is a younger demographic. Like that's what Old Town Road. Like you stream that much because of your younger demographic. Mm-hmm. Let's be clear. They had that shit on loop. They had Panini on loop. They had all like all these things, and so for you to put out such a jarring visual like this. But that's what I say. And, like, I feel like some people may not understand, like, why I'm calling him a faggot. Like, this is what faggots do, you know? Like, in terms of just wanting to be so outlandish and so, like, problem... Not even problematic, but they just want to stir up a response, Mm -hmm. you know? And I feel like it's fine. Like, you're a superstar and you're gay, like, and you're the first of the kind, like, it's fine. That's totally fine. But the way how you chose to go about it, like, in terms of, like, literally, like, all of this is manufactured. Like, the song itself, there's parts of the song that's saying, like, oh, like, he don't care about, like, he's responding to all of the critics in the song. The fact that you guys sat down and concocted this visual of basically, like, it's very religious. Yes. The fact that you guys did all of that, like, you had to know that it was going to get this response. You know, it was going to get this Twitter buzz. It was going to get this factor of talk, this conversation. Like, it was going to get all of this. Like, you you knew. You know, you it did this all on purpose, especially knowing that your audience is majority children. Like, even in his response to parents, it's like, it's not my job. 
to parent your child. That's your like, job. Like, I'm tired of celebrities using that. Like, like, yes, we know that, but realistically speaking, like, you also know who your targeted group is. Exactly. Or who it's been. I get you're trying to transition. Exactly. But you know, like, who listens to your music right now. Mm-hmm. You know? So it's just, like, that's what just rubbed me the wrong way. And it also, like... It made me think about Nikki's performance. Remember her Grammy's performance? When she did Roman Holiday. Oh my god. Right? It and, couldn't she, take. and she received so much backlash. So much. Just from having the fucking having the fucking the Catholic, Catholic Church and the and the and the priest. And so it's just like, why do Yeah have oh my god. I just I just no, he, can't. I'm they just knew tired. exactly what they were doing. Also what I'm video. tired of too is that with little Nas X, it's like, I don't know, maybe you just generally don't have talent. Because it seems like he doesn't. Because it seems that everything that you do is packaged with some type of antic, and it's like niggas not even focused on the fucking song or the or the music or what you're actually saying. Because it's the everyone, antic. everyone is just so fucking appalled at the fucking antic that comes along with it. And I feel like too, like for someone at the level of Lil Nas, like I really don't feel like in real life he's not. Let me, let me not say, like, as gay as he portrays. Like, I just feel like, in real life, like, he's not as open. far gone yeah, or as yeah. open uh-huh. as he as they, they're making him out to be. You know? And it would have been okay to see, like, a black gay man who's a superstar be gay but also just be normal. You know, the fact that they have him on a pole in stripper boots... An eyeshadow. He was really on his head top. And on his on head the top, devil. doing a lap dance on the devil. You know, like that part is just like it's so far gone. It's like, like I don't even feel like there's young kids that can relate to that. Young black kids. I don't feel like there's young black kids that can relate to that. There's not a lot. You know, and it's just so much. And it's just like I have no thoughts. Like it's just too much. I just think it's just too much. I, just I would think have too loved much. I think to that you could have had that same. Visual, like you could have had that same meaning of like you know, saying f you to the people who oppose right. all that stuff. You could have did that in a totally different way. That that left out the fucking church and all this other stuff. And it's just weird too because it's like I get the whole story of like Bible and religion condemning you, and then you know they send you to hell, and you're basically the reality too is that how fucking like. Being gay is not all that. I'm sorry. Like, I mean, like, who isn't gay? Blink twice if you're gay. (laughs) 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 No, but literally, like, I feel like he, like, if he was doing this back in 2010, okay. Ooh, like, you're really, but I'm just like, real talk, like, niggas is coming out gay every other fucking day. I just feel like it's too much. Like, that, that's, that's just how I feel. Like, I feel like. Like, I think we, we. We have moved forward as um, a society that we already acknowledge that, like, listen, the church says, you know, they. The whatever, church says you're not supposed to get a tattoo. It's a bunch of bitches walking around with tattoos. Niggas and bitches. Talking about fear no bitch. <laughs> Trust no bitch. Like. No regrets. Like, God only. God first. On your chest. So that's why I'm just. <sighs> like, the whole thing is just like. I just feel like for Little Nas X. Leaning so into the church and religion, I just don't get it. Right. But I, I feel like that was it. probably like his main, the main thing that he threw in his face. Like, oh, it's a sin, it's a sin, it's a sin. Yeah, but I just feel like it's 
you want, like, not for nothing, like, that shit is packed up. Like, we already know, like, niggas is trans out here. Like, a bunch of stuff. Like, we've, we've, while it might not look like the larger society or maybe, like, all of America, but I, I really feel like LGBTQ, like, not has become the norm, but, like, it's becoming more acceptable. Like, you know what 100%. I mean? Like, with the whole thing about even gender versus sexuality and pronouns and all these other things. So it's like you leaning so far in to this whole like church and I think you just setting us back. To be honest, that's how I feel. I just don't like the way he's going about like you don't have to go to that extreme of like you were DL in quotes or like weren't there to you're wearing lace fronts and you're going down a pole. And like I'm not here to police your sexuality and like your preferences and what have you, I just feel like given the platform that you have, like you're just taking us from this boy who has like country like, cowboy I hats. He's me country songs. He rides fucking horses and he's taking his horse. And now you're going down a pole in fucking boxes. Bust it. Bust it. Doing giving, a bust it challenge. Basically giving the fucking devil. Uh, I'm laughing. And then you broke his neck and you took the horns. So now you're the devil. So like, this just, is really sending me. You know, so it's just like, it's a lot of imagery. Like, it's really a lot. And let's just add on that. Let's just leave it there. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Um. Of, oh, yeah. Get into this real quick. You know, one of my favorite topics, you know, we love to talk about parenting on here, low key. High key. High key. And wow, we have experienced some polar opposites in parenting. Mm-hmm. Starting with our beloved Kirk Franklin child. Kirk Franklin and his son Carry On shook up the motherfucking internet. Oh, he certainly did. Beyonce internet. Okay. And it started with Carry On um, went on Instagram and released um, a, a, a post of audio recording of their conversation and let me tell you Kirk was using all of the swears that are not in the bible <laughs> not I'm not okay I don't mean to laugh but he Leave was Kirk alone. he was cursing his son out talking about get get your skinny motherfucking ass <laughs> before I put my foot in your ass I will break your neck nigga don't you ever disrespect me it was a bunch. <laughs> and then the son was like, shut the fuck up. I'm I dare grown. you. I, I dare, dare you. you. <laughs> yeah, I dare you. Yeah, and so it was crazy. Carry on went to Twitter. I mean, not Twitter, Instagram. And he said, this is why I'm done. No father should speak to their children like this. If you have any issues, it's... um. If, if I have then any up, issues... Then this up, then this up, then this No. Up. <laughs> if I have any issues, it's because of this type of treatment that I deal with behind closed doors. Hanging up in my face, no apology, no compassion, mm. no effort. Be Stop dull. telling me to go home to my family. I don't even know where they live. Mm. I don't think I'll ever trust my father to be alone around him ever again. I don't want to do this. I probably won't release the entire recording because it's too embarrassing that I'm even dealing with this. Not the tears. Not no. No matter what people think, I pray my dad deals with his deep hatred towards me. I don't feel safe around him at all. This recording is recent. It is not from 2018. Just to clarify, I'm going to learn from these experiences, live my peace, live my life in peace, and make beautiful art. Honey, Pito. But the real gag <clears throat> was Kirk's response because Kirk. 
he must really be covered by God because he said all hits, no misses. Because I feel like he cleared his son. What did he say? I just felt like his response, like, nigga apologized to his fans, not his son. <laughs> like, he went on Instagram the next day and was like, I'm so sorry, fans, that you had to see that side of me. <laughs> like, really gave our, the fans the motherfucking apology. He even went on, he did an interview on the Tamarin Hall show. Not Tamarin. Tamarin? That bitch love an exclusive. She, yeah, she was messy. Very much is. Um, and yeah, he basically like discussed how him and his son have experienced these tensions for decades and decades. Yes, decades. Um, and that you know they've tried to put him in counseling and therapy as a family, and that he's not gonna stop trying to help his son. And so okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna say a little bit more. He goes, "We've been trying to rally to help him." And now he's about to be at 33. Now 30? he's about to be 33. As Not a grown, to bring his age into it. They love to scratch people with their age. As a grown man, the relationship at times can can become very agitated and very frustrating in trying to help. Um, but he, you know, he's my son. He's my firstborn. All these different things. And so what are your what are your thoughts on how Kirk and Carry On carried on about this? Truthfully, it was it was a also, lot. Also, is Carry On gay? Are you asking me? Yeah. Because I can't know. because I'm trying to find out what's the underlying tension between them. Because he was just like, oh, like he's always had like he has this deep hatred towards me. So I'm like, why does he hate you? Does he hate you because of a lifestyle choice or does he hate you because you exist like what is the reason? Probably because he exists. Mm. Because I feel like Kirk Franklin Franklin Franklin, I feel like he his whole job is essentially like a religious figure. You know, like uh, 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 <laughs> so first time <laughs> Right. Do you want a revolution? Woo, woo. You know, so his job is with friend religion and essentially like this kid, this child existing is essentially like a mistake that he made that he has to live with forever. Oh no. This estranged son. That's sad. You know, so I feel like in a lot of ways, like the son has been dealing with that. And especially because Kirk is a public figure. You know, like, his job is to be, like, this perfect religious person. So, to know that he made a mistake and this mistake exists and lives, you know, like, it's something that he has to live live with. And I'm sure, like, he's not all the way comfortable with it. And, like, this whole recording coming out, like, the fact that he apologized to the fans, like, just... You know, like the stamps on that initial thought that I have in terms of Kirk. But I just feel like in a situation, like it is that example of these people who are working in the church and making their money off of religion, you know, basically having to come forward and admit that they're not perfect. You know, that the fact that they were fucking out of wedlock. The fact that they were mm. doing sins. Doing the do. Doing the do. You know, so I feel like this is that instance. And I feel like Kirk, like, he probably haven't been able to be a good father to 
this strange sun during this time. Yeah. And that's why, like, things are coming up, too, because it's just, like, the son wants the same treatment as Kirk's other kids. Yeah. And he's yeah. not getting it because... Yeah. He's even recently, I think this came out probably, like, a, last, a day ago or, like, two, two, two days ago, Carry On was on live. He even, like, threatened to change his last name. He's like, I'm, like, one pin signage away from changing my last name. One pin signage. That's what he said. Pin signage away. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't know too much about, I mean, in Kirk's interview, um, he did say that, that, that like, him, his wife, and even Carrie's mother kids, have, like, like, tried to work together to support him. Like I said, we no. don't know how true of a story. Exactly. We don't know what goes on behind closed doors and how that, for all we know, niggas probably sent him to a fucking camp to try to fix him. The same camp they sent Paris Hill in. Oh. Right. But I just feel like in this situation, it... It does sadden me too because you have people like Steve Harvey who has like a huge platform. Yes, he did. Coming forward like, oh, my friend Kirk and I know Kirk to be such a yeah. X, Y, and Z person. He goes, I Kirk was Kirk. a man before a gospel singer. Kirk was a sinner before he got saved. Kirk is a sinner today. Basically saying that like, you know, everyone fucks up, which is true. Yes, but also too, like you can't negate the facts of this boy's experience with his father mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. know and i feel like mm-hmm. that's like when you this world-renowned steve harvey step into the situation to keep for your friend like that's essentially what that's doing like negating the experience of this boy karan mm-hmm. or whatever the fuck his name is the fact that you said negating the experience it reminds us when we spoke about koi yeah. And her dad. And it's like, he might have one interpretation of how he was present in his daughter's life, but she has a different experience. Exactly. You. you know what I mean? So, you know, it's definitely unfortunate. I really hate seeing, like, family hate. shit on social media. Like, I hate to see, like, the parent, like, I, I'm thinking back to even when, like, Blueface and, and he threw his mom out, like, all type his of shit. His sister. Yeah, it's just like, it's just really, I feel like family is sacred. You know, and I feel like I don't feel like it should be because I feel like there's a lot of things too. Like when you're in family, like it's thumbs up, but when <laughs> family rubs you the wrong way and you're an outcast of family, like that's when it could be really great. So having situations like this okay. push to the forefront, we could see like, okay, like this nigga is a fucking worker within the church, mm-hmm. and he's kind of mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. that really don't make me no exception when. My father's a fucking drug dealer and he's cutting up, you know? So, I feel like it's good to see it on the forefront just to see, like, it happens. Yeah. But what I don't appreciate is people like Steve Harvey who come in with their platform and they're trying to, like, essentially, like... Okay. You know, that's the part that blows my mind because it's just, like, this nigga could have really been fucking... Like, he was on the phone really cutting up. Like, nigga, I'll fuck you up. Like, you work in a church... What happened to the song that she was singing? Uh, that was a revolution. What happened to? <laughs> <laughs> he was giving her a revolution. What Honey, happened to the revolution? That was it. What? <laughs> what happened to the revolution? Uh, you talking about niggas and I'm gonna put my foot in your ass. This is your son. Clear that home. <laughs> you know, like this is your son. Lord. You know, and I feel like too, like it's also. Within life, like I feel like these 
parent figures, like the mother, the father, especially like through television and movies and shit like that. Like it's depicted as this role of like everyone who becomes a parent, like they're supposed to have like this maternal, paternal mm-hmm. figure, figure, and like this persona of my baby, and mm-hmm. you know, like, just be there for you. And I feel like in real life. Bitches and niggas who become parents, like, they be so far removed from that persona. Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, like, to another level of, like, they treating you like the bitch off the street. Yeah. You know, so it's really, like, I'm glad this is coming to the forefront. Like, I'm glad people are being able to see this part of life. I'm glad. On the flip side of that, something that warmed my heart this week was... Please. Uh, oh, this didn't warm your heart? Oh, well. My heart is made of ice. Oh, God. Costly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I came across a couple clips of Waka um, talking about his teenage daughter, Charlie. Um, not it's his not even his daughter. It's not his biological daughter, but she. But he's been present in her life since gay high to a grape. So he calls her her daughter. So that's what I'm going to refer to her as. Um, and essentially, they have a they have a show on WeTV um, called What the Flocka. I don't know why. Um, and basically, in a recent episode, it showed Charlie's um, quinceanera and. She decided and to black bring... people having a quinceanera. Well, Tammy is Latina. Is she? Her last name is Rivera. So I was that don't mean nothing. My little sister's last name is Chung. Like Chung. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, sis. <laughs> so that don't really mean nothing. I never seen Tammy Jack her last side ever, but let me see because now you got me pissed off. I'm trying to stop the scene. Shut up. I just want you to state facts. I don't know what she... Oh, it doesn't really say. Oh, oh, she is African-American and Nicaraguan. So that's <laughs> Latin American. That's Latin American. That warrants having a quinceanera? Yes. Okay. Anywho, so she decided to bring a girl as her date to her quinceanera. And, and that was um, cute for yeah, her. Yeah. And I didn't like... Waka... Oh, okay. Just... Please, let me just get... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> so... Um, Walker shared that, you know, his experience in, like, having this conversation with Charlie, um, and essentially, um, he says that, you know, it was, he decided to, you know, follow Tammy's lead on this approach of, like, hearing what his daughter has to say and, like, not going into this, like, so strong-minded and being, like, this alpha male of, like, you know... Basically making it an uncomfortable environment for her to be herself. Um, And that essentially he's like, that's my daughter and whatever she chooses, like I support. Um, And it's not about her coming out because she was never like she was never hiding. And if that and if she was hiding something, they wouldn't be on television. Um, And that, you know, essentially he's learning how to raise a privileged black kid, which I thought was very important. Um, 
And so, yeah, he was like, you know, you can't think about what a blog has to say or what they're going to say because at the end of the day, it's just your child. And so Waka has, so this interview has been going like viral, um, but he has experienced some backlash due to previous comments. Um, <laughs> I believe in terms of um, Dwayne Wade's daughter, Zaya, I think he has like made a comment of like he doesn't really understand the whole LGBT no cute community or something like that. What did he the say? The comment that he made. So like after that, everything that you just said transpired. The whole bunch of headlines of Waka Flocka is so supportive of his daughter. Ah 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 ah. Zoe Zoe Fenty, I believe the name is the one that be on. The FaceTimes with the kids on Instagram basically went on live or made some stories essentially speaking out on um, people like Waka Flocka, but it, mostly like the parents he was seeing mm-hmm. that are so accepting when it comes to the females, but when it comes to the males who mm-hmm. come out as wanting to, you know, be gay or or transgender. Mm -hmm. Like, it's totally, like, a different response. And he was just basically saying, like, it really kills him because it's just, like, why is it such a difference based off of the gender of your child? And Waka Flocka, he was basically, um, he responded to, like, there was a news reporter. And also, too, like, I just want to say, like, the people who are entering this field of journal- journalism, oh, Lord. yeah, like, it's very loose, it's and very loose. open, and overused and abused, because basically this journalist was breaking rule number one of being a journalist, is you never guide a response. So, this journalist asked Waka Flocka, like, how do you feel about Lil um, Zaya? And Dwayne Wade, the whole situation of mm-hmm. Zaya being, being a transgender and basically wanting to change genders. Mm-hmm. And basically, Waka was saying, like, oh, like, you can't um, tell anyone how to parent. But Waka was basically saying, like, he finds an issue with the fact that all of it is becoming headlines, you know, because that's essentially teaching the generation that's coming up, like, the people who are mm-hmm. Zaya's age, that, like, oh, like, if you change your gender, like, you'll get these headlines, you'll get this press, you'll get this fame. Mm-hmm. That's the issue that he found, but he was like, you can't tell people how to parent. Yeah. Right? But this journalist was pretty much guiding it, like, that's fucked up, right? So, Waka did a pretty good job of staying clear, yeah. of closing doors, but happen. definitely good for him in that situation. But Zoe was definitely raising a good point of, like, when the girls come out as, you know, lesbian or liking girls or whatever, mm-hmm. like, it's usually pretty light. Like, okay, like, you like girls, like, this may be an experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, but when the guys, like, other guys, like, it's more weighted, you know? Yeah. So, that was the point that he was making, like, when it came to, um... Waka, when it came to Zaya Wade, like, there was so much backlash and went, oh, like, he likes guys, he's trying to change his gender, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, what's going mm-hmm. on with Dwayne Wade? But when it came to, um, Waka Flocka and accepting his daughter, like, it was just like, oh, like, he was so accepting, like, he was, like, I literally haven't seen, like, a negative 
headline regarding this whole Waka Flocka Tammy daughter situation. And I think that's just rooted, and I think that's something that we've spoken about on this podcast of like, you know, even like the thing like somewhat related, like, would you rather thought daughter or gay son, right? Mm -hmm. Like I think it's a lot of that stuff is rooted in gender and gender roles and just like how we have internalized how we've been so taught about gender. Yeah, and things of that nature of like even it's okay for a woman to be bisexual but a man cannot, right? Because people think that, you know, a bisexual man just means that you're gay. Right. And all these things. And so definitely from that lens, like I definitely see your point about how the the difference in headlines because with yeah, Zaya, I, I it, it was Zoe's point. Yeah, yeah, Zoe, yeah, Zoe's point. But it totally got misconstrued because it was just like Tammy responded and she was basically attacking him because he uh, mentioned her daughter and her husband. Got it. So like the whole topic of gender just, was lost in translation. Right, because it just became about her kid. And her husband. Right. You know, so I was just like, okay. And like that's pretty much been the headlines. On social media, but yeah. but I think yeah, but I think it is something to say back to Zoe's point yeah. of like gender of like why is it because Wade and Gabby like they did a whole month of the press run and, and it's like why and, they don't need to do and that and then every headline to and I think that they did a, a a a press run to protect their child right because of the negative. Um, response to it because it was boozy. It was a bunch of people just commenting some real nasty things about a kid at the right. day. Like Zaya's thirteen, right? You know what I mean. And even just so we spoke, we gave who the checkmate, Jay Bugs, right? About talking about how Zaya's being used to you know push forward this this agenda and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. Whereas like you see, with you know Charlie is a beautiful young girl. She's cute, like you know what I mean, and it's like it's just more acceptable for girls, know, for, 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 for girls to come out as like, hey, do all these things. I'm identifying as this, or you know whatever the case may be, and maybe that's more accepted. But also too, maybe that's just more. It also just speaks to a point of maybe that's why also Walker had an easier time accepting it. Like who knows if he had a son, right? Huh. This conversation, this whole dynamic could look a lot I different. Like love. Could look a lot different because a lot of his past homophobic comments have been towards gay men. Yes. So. And on top of that, too, like the fact that this is not really your daughter, like does that play a, a you know? Uh, I don't. I mean, I don't know what I what I know of Waka and Tammy and Charlie is that like he generally thinks of. I hate her. I really strongly dislike Tammy. Why? I feel like she's just a hood ignorant bitch. You know, like she's just that bitch that just. Wants to talk, you know, like she she's I taking think she don't say much. She says a lot, really, in defending this man who's clearly like an idiot, you know. So it's just like she brings herself down every time she keeps for him, you know, and like he really be doing like left shit. Not he do, you know. So like her being likable, like it really goes down when she tries to cape for him and especially because she doesn't cape in a way that makes sense you know like the topic that Zoe raised was of the genders being accepted and here you come cause you spoke on my husband and you spoke on my head so you're not allowed to have an opinion 
Like it wasn't about opinions, babe. Well, you know the critical thinking doesn't go too it's far just, for the folks. It's just really just rubs me the wrong way, especially like people being members of like our community, mm-hmm. and then these videos making headlines across different blogs. Like it's really just it just rubs me the wrong way because like that could have really been like a moment for us as a culture to really like. Analyze like okay, like why do we mm-hmm. give so much flack to gay men and we don't to so much girls who mm-hmm. you know like identify as lesbians? Why you know like that could have been that point, but here she comes trying to Kate for her her husband, you know because it, literally. Well, Zoe, we don't talk about Kate for husbands later, child. Literally, Zoe said like it's not even about like the kids or. Yeah. Waffle flop, like it's about like why as adults, you know. So it's whatever, but I just find that really crazy. Um, this week the NAACP awards took place, and I will say we won big. I mean, it's for us, you know, the National Association for Colored People. Um, D Nice won Entertainer of the Year, Bad Boys for Life won Outstanding Motion Picture. Um, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Chadwick Boseman won Outstanding Actor. Um, Viola Davis. Did you see his wife's speech? I can't even watch stuff like that. Viola Davis won um, Outstanding Actress for the same movie. And she played Ma Rainey. I actually didn't like Ma Rainey that much, but Mm. it's not for me. Stacey Abrams won Social Justice Impact. Um, Issa Rae won Outstanding Actress in a Comedy Series for Insecure, which we spoke about. Yeah, she did. <laughs> um, Jean Page, he won for Outstanding Actor in a Drama Series. You know, I'm obsessed with Bridgerton. Mm-hmm. I still don't watch it. You're bugging the fuck out. Okay, like, are you fucking kidding me? I'm going to watch it. Please, please. Um, Viola Davis won Outstanding Actress in a Drama Series for How to Get Away with Murder. President's Award went to LeBron James. Hall of Fame Award went to Eddie Murphy. Chairman Award went to Reverend James Lawson. Outstanding Supporting Actor in a Motion Picture went to Chadwick in The Five Bloods, which is on Netflix. Outstanding Supporting Actress in a Motion Picture went to Felicia Rashad, Claire Huxable, in Jingle Jangle, a Christmas movie, which is on Netflix. Um, outstanding independent motion picture went to the banker, which is on Apple TV Plus. Outstanding international motion picture went to Night of the Kings, which um, they won that. Outstanding breakthrough performance in a motion picture went to Madeline Mills, Jingle Jangle, and yeah, like it's just been up. Outstanding animated motion picture went to Soul, which we love yes. here on Checkers Podcast. Outstanding character in a voiceover performance went to Jimmy Fox for Soul. And it's just been a bunch of just black excellence thrown through. Love that for us. I'm definitely just, you know, Outstanding Comedy Series went to Insecure. I really love Insecure, and I'm actually sad about its ending, but... Yeah, real quick, Thieves hit Beyonce's storage unit for $1 million worth yeah, of yeah. goods. Like, it's sick. Apparently, they sold, like, a bunch of um, archive pieces, 
family pictures and a bunch of things. Y'all are ghetto. <laughs> and Beyonce's gonna find y'all. Yeah, I already know, like, it's definitely gonna be a huge investigation. Like, you don't steal from Beyonce, buddy. Like, but what you think you're gonna put that on fucking eBay? Yeah. Black market? Even the Beehive, like, they're on Twitter and they're, like, really launching their own investigation. So. All right, all right. <laughs> please be advised if you stole things, please return them. Por favor. Um, this is a headline that really just. Rub me the wrong way. What? Miss Trina, you know, this is a bitch that, like, she's always, I really can't, and, like, I feel like I'm really coming to terms with the fact that I can't stand her. Like, before, like, it was just, like, I don't like the certain things that she does. Now it's getting to a point of, like, I really can't stand her, you know? So, Miss Trina had an interview this week, and... The interviewer basically asked her, if you were to do a versus, like, who would you do the versus with? And Trina basically said that, you know, it's between Eve or Lil' Kim, but... Eve would eat her up. And Kim will too, but... But with Lil' Kim, she feels as though, like, it'll be a better show because... Lil' Kim is someone that she's looked up to and Lil' Kim is the person that taught her that it's okay to talk that shit, Mm -hmm. to tell niggas that they ain't shit and what have you. Mm. And I just feel like Trina, like, Trina just has, like, this really, really inflated sense of self. And, like... Isn't that good for her? It's not good for her, especially when we're talking about, like, versus battles and just life, you know? Like, Trina has, like, five songs. Five is even being generous, but I can really tell you, like, oh, like, those are good songs that that I know, you know? Now, remember that song with her, Nikki? Excuse me, can I see it? Thank you, brother. I mean, you know, and I'm not. Trina was on that? That was Trina's song. Nikki was featured on it. Excuse me. Mm, yeah, because all we ever heard was Nikki Verse. Ooh. But um, basically, I just feel like, Trina, for you to say that you would prefer to do a battle with Little Kim because you feel like she would be a better competitor for you and not e- it's not even a competition. It would be more so like you just loving on her and loving her music and what have. Like, I just feel like, Trina, like you... You're nowhere near, nowhere near the the level of low Kim. Like, are you are you out of your fucking brain? Like, what coke are you snorting? Like, you're nowhere on that platform, baby. Like, when they talk about legends and people who's really like set the tone and paved the way. Like, no one mentions Trina unless they're from Florida or Miami. No one mentions Trina. Girls who happens to be? From Florida and Miami. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, no one mentions Trina. And Bobby Lights. Who's up your ass and also your cousin. <laughs> you know? So, like, no one mentions Trina. So, the fact that you felt so up 
to really put yourself on the level of Little Kim. And let's be fucking clear. Like, I'm not the biggest Little Kim fan. You know, I'm, I stand for Nicki Minaj. Oh, my God. You know, but what I can respect is a legend. And Little Kim is just that, a legend. You know, like, just based off of the time that she came up, the people that she were she was able to like rub shoulders with and just the verses her catalog, yeah, her catalog, her catalog. You know, like to this day, like people are playing Little Kim in the club and like people are really going up. With Trina, like I can't say the same. Not sorry, at all. You know, so the fact that you yeah, felt so compelled, you can go again. Oh my god! The fact that you felt so compelled. Look back at me. I got. You started looking back at me and you started saying, I know, but I'm just saying, you are doing her no favorites. <laughs> <laughs> but I just feel like, if anything, not even because Eve as well has done great things for the music industry. I don't like how she tried to play Eve out. Like, Eve will, you had Gwen on the song. Let's be clear. Let's be crystal, babe. Like, if anything, like, you would have did better with Eve. Word. More than little, but the fact that you felt the need to put yourself on Little Kim's level, like it's just beyond. Her self perception is crazy. It's ridiculous, and like that's my issue with Sagittarius bitches. Like, and I I think it only heightened. Don't say that because you ain't got that issue with Nikki. Nikki's the work speaks for itself. Like she's okay. Anyways, let's hear it now. We're not gonna keep doing this the whole. Don't time. bring up Nikki. I'm but not. I'm do not, not bring up Nikki. <laughs> Period. <laughs> I don't like Trina. Oh no, I think that Trina, and I feel like it only heightened even more when she got on Love and Hip Hop. Cause remember when she was on Love and Hip Hop Miami? Yeah. She had all the little young. She had Sukiana and all the little young. Tell her that she's this girl and how. Talk about, yeah, you're going to be on my tour. You're not going to be on my tour. you out of it. You're out of it. All that. She, yeah. was, she was giving all that big drama. That big steam. Yeah. And she was the only bitch smoking it. But truthfully, like, I just feel like you really jumped out the window with that one. Like, low crime. I'm jumping out the window. Literally. Like, Trina. And it's just like, Trina, like, we still don't forgive you for that whole... Remember when the fucking Black Lives Matter movement was going on? Oh my gosh. And that bitch was talking about the the monkeys. Them animals. Them animals. They they robbed her friend's store. Like yeah, she did. we didn't forgive you for that. Yeah, you And you so. haven't made a record since two thousand, so I mean she's on um her last song was Mulatto. The Queen of the South remix. But I heard that people be turning off her verse. Some people. <laughs> Yeah. I cannot. But yeah, babe, like, you just need to, like, really come correct. And then she really had the nerve to say, like, oh, like, nobody's calling her. Maybe you got a number. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you should take that as a sign. Like, if nobody's calling you, it wasn't meant to be. Like, you're... If we talking about verses and we talking about Lil' Kim... Are we talking teams? If we talking teams, like, the only... Fair competitor to Lil' Kim is Onika Tani Maraj. Or Foxy Brown. Mm. And even with Foxy Brown, like, we're not even talking correctly because it's just like, I feel like Foxy, she got the hits. There's people I love Foxy. And like, Lil' Kim is automatically grouped with Foxy. Right. Just based off of the time. The time. Mm-hmm. But 
Lil' Kim is even scoring past Foxy in the verses. So, you, like, it's... You really just need to leave Lil' Kim alone, to be honest. Because, like, you can't even put her with Nicki because the time is totally different. Yeah. But for Trina, like... And now let's get into our checkpoint portion of the show. Yeah, so we're going to start with the Asian community. You know, in the beginning of the episode, we sent our condolences to the lives lost at the Atlanta spa um, shooting. Yes. Um, that was terrible and awful. However, this has been something I've been wanting to talk about on the podcast for quite some time. But, you what know, other things have just been, you know... Sperling. So I know this has recently now have, have come into the headlines about, you know, the Asian community and the hate crimes and the rising hate crimes with Asians due to, you know, the pandemic, our terrible former president basically making it okay to be racist to any and everyone besides white people and all these different things. But um, I guess what I'm seeing from this, the um, the Atlanta shooting and, you know, the messaging around i'm just very my checkpoint for this is why are black people and why is the black community being called to action for the asian community in regards to this and so i don't i know that that might come across a bit tense a bit harsh right um but Truly, I haven't spoken much about this on social media just because we live in we are in a day and age where social justice now is the new wave and so everybody is just always reposting stop the Asian hate, stop this, stop that, stop, you know, black black lives matter, etc. women equality, you know, etc., right? But I don't think that people generally actually even believe or um are intentional or care about where these issues come from and where they're rooted in. And I just found it particularly troubling that the media called for black people in the black community to support the Asian community. When we could not get anybody to call to action and support Black Lives Matter movement. And this is not me comparing being in the oppression Olympics or comparing struggles, seeing one struggle outweighs, you know, or or means more than the other. But I think the real tea is, is that you wouldn't have to call the black community and black people um, to action for, for, for the Asian community when if people just supported Black Lives Matter from the start. Right, because Black Lives Matter was not just an exclusive group for just Black people. It encompasses all. It encompasses everyone because hey, we are the most, you know, disrespected, the most marginalized group in this country. So hey, if if our life matters, that means that everybody else's life is going to matter even more because our life matters. And I just found it a lot. I, I just found it very weird on my social media for the last couple of weeks of seeing like, you know, oh, if you're not reposting about the Asian community and what's happening with them, then, you know, you are just complicit and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, maybe I just, I give my support, but I'm just not going to give my, you know, platform. <laughs> like, you know, like, no, like real talk. Like, I feel like 
not for nothing, like the Asian community and the black community has a very tumultuous relationship. Yes. I will say. To say the least. I will I will say. You know, and it's like I think about places like Cali, where you're in LA where they have neighborhoods called Koreatown or whatever the case may be, and they are and they are literally, you know, their businesses are they make money being in black communities, but you treat us like dirt. You treat us like shit. I think about here in Harlem where you go to your Asian lady to get your nails and feet done, but sometimes the service and how they talk to you and how they treat you are terrible. Honey, I just got I, a mini petty. I think about... And that bitch made me bleed. A couple years ago, it was just about a year or two ago in Brooklyn where girls were, where black girls were being dragged out of a nail salon. Yeah, because they didn't want to tip. You know what I mean? And so it's like, I just, why is it that the black, I just want to know, why is the black community being called to uplift this message when no one. Damn, you really just got to rise out of me. I'm sorry. Because that bitch cut my cuticles I'm sorry, so honey. crazy. You know, like, it's just, it's, <laughs> I just, I just find it so peculiar. And it's, and it's not that I, I don't like empathy. I think any type of violence against any type of group is terrible. But the nerve for fucking NBC or MSNBC to really be like, where are black people in where this? Where are black people so Um, where black people fucking been with their black asses? Like, we had to mobilize ourselves and get our message out there. Um, Asians, y'all stick together, right? Get the message out there. Get on y'all platforms. Do what y'all need to do. But I will say, do like, being a black person, you know, especially in corporate America, you know, that's the lens that I speak from. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can only speak from that lens. And in this seat, you know, we speak about the Latinx community and how, especially in corporate America, because they're more passable, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, you know, what's the word? Colorism. Helps them. Yeah, they have more. They have more privilege. Like the Latinx community, like, we've definitely spoken about them having more privilege in terms of like them being more passable and them, you know, like being more acceptable to or being closer to whiteness. Closer to whiteness, and I feel like a step above the Latinx and is the Asian community. Mm-hmm. You know, and they've definitely benefited. From that, you know, they definitely benefited. So it's just like in a situation of like black people being so conservative, now we're finding issues of, oh, there's been, you know, situations of hate, situations of, you know, discrimination and things Mm -hmm. like that. And it's just like. party but we've been speaking about this as black people like we've been speaking about this and like i don't know about you i know you work in education i work in advertisement i've never heard about situations of discrimination from the asian people like i've been in tons of slack groups maybe real mute real mute Real mute because like, I've literally never heard of it. And part of that is because the history of the Asians being the model my, my, minority that comes over to America. Because they are the ones that can assimilate the closest to whiteness. Yeah. And I'm even thinking about even in the beginning of the pandemic when, you know, um, China went on fucking lockdown for real. And like, 
the black people over there in China were like being kicked out of hotels, being kicked out of, they were fucking homeless and, and, and all type of shit. And so the nerve for, and I'm not saying that this particularly came from the Asian community, but for the media to call to action for black people in the black community to, yeah. to get around this. Why? This is not our fight to fight. Because, not our because, fight. because the thing is, is that nobody fights our fight but us. Literally. But black people, we let we 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 lend our fucking style, our, our voices, our resources, our time, our platforms, everything to everybody. And then when it comes back to it, when it's one of us and we need some type of support, whatever, hands be tied, mouths be closed, eyes be shut. Shut. Literally. So, like, that's my whole thing is, like, I've never heard of this. And, like, I feel like a large portion of it is coming from, like, the whole Trump administration. For and sure. Labeling the whole coronavirus the China virus. It's like a, a huge portion of that is coming from that. But it's just, like, we've been fighting this fight for years. We fought this fight back when Trump wasn't even president and he called the Central Park Five super predators. Like, you know, like, we've been doing this. Literally. So it's just like, and this is like I've literally seen like my Asian counterparts like crying on social media, mm-hmm. and just like recapping like their situations, like crying, and like I don't know if I'm heartless or what have you, but I just went up to my mute button and muted posts because let's be fucking clear, like I'm not in the business of trauma. Let's be very. Are you silent or silence? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in the business of trauma. And when niggas was fucking posting blackout, like, oh, ah, ah, we blacking out. I didn't see a lot of people blacking out. Let's be very fucking clear. So now when I see you crying on social media, I'm just going to mute you because let's be like. And the real tea is this is also related back to show up for those who show up for you. But not even I didn't see nobody show up for me with Black Lives Matter no. I didn't see not a name, not what, not a one. Not a one. And like, that's the thing is too, like, I feel like with black people, like we view upper minorities as being black too, in quotes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like- They don't. They don't. They be they, like, we are not your black asses. We're not black, we're Asian. We're Asian. You know, so now when this whole situation of Asian discrimination comes into play, they do feel isolated. They do feel alone because it's just like they never viewed themselves as black so when niggas was putting their fucking neck they fucking foot on George Floyd's neck like they didn't see an issue with that mm-hmm. you know it was just an issue for black people now when niggas is fucking calling the China virus and really looking at them funny and telling bitches to shut up in the fucking zoom chats that's when they find that fucking issue <laughs> You got what I'm saying? <laughs> In the Zoom chat. Like, it's so annoying. But that's literally what's happening. Like, this is what's talking about how they was talking about, like, their opinion in terms of, like, client work and shit like that. Eat it up. And niggas was like, shut up. Basically, without actually saying shut up, they're telling them to shut up. And they have to shut up. So they are being silenced. Yeah. Well... But that's where we fall, you know. Your fight I, is not my fight. Yeah, like, no shade. And, I mean, I know that this is not a popular opinion, but, I mean, I stand on it. And it's not rooted out of ignorance, nothing. Like, 
I just I just feel like from my POV Don't call my community it's like why am I fighting somebody else's fight? I just never heard of this fight happening before. Like since the dawn of time within corporate America, there's always been a black person that's been discriminated against or has been like working under fucking unfair working conditions. Mm-hmm. You know, okay, conditions of it's just like hostility. That, I'm not gonna say it because I think it is canceled. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> and, and that's the real issue. <laughs> but then I don't care. Yes. <laughs> but I just feel like I've never heard this issue before. Like, and, you know, I'm very friendly. I be talking to people, and like I never heard this situation before. Like, oh, Sarah called me. Like, do y'all be jacking the Asians that be um? Do y'all be jacking like 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 the Blackenese and the Blasians in y'all community? They really don't, Loki, and that's the thing too. Like even those people who identify as Blackenese or <laughs> they don't identify. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like Black and Asian. Black and Asian. <laughs> people who identify like they struggle with identifying yeah. because it's just like they go to black people and black people are like oh like they're Asian. And they go to Asian people, Asian people are like oh like they're black. You know, so it's just like they don't fit nowhere. Well, the black well the Blackenese people and the. The Blasians I know look black, so. Well, mine's be really ambiguous. Mm. And they don't fit anywhere. Aww. So it's just like, I really identify with them because, like, I know that the Asian community, yeah. they're just as fucking prejudiced as the white people. Mm-hmm. Just as. Yeah, it's giving If not work, Because I know Asian bitches, like, I remember in fucking school, <laughs> I was learning about it. Asian bitches? Asian bitches be fucking bleaching their skin and permanent hair. Permanent hair. <laughs> That's why it's so straight? Yes. They be permanent hair to get it straighter. Oh, this is a deep, dark criminal link. Oh. No, I literally learned about this in history class. Mm. Like, that's how perm came about. Like, through Asians. So, yeah, they used to literally put out... Like, you know, like... If you could think about, like, those Harajuku... Like, yes. They, like, they basically, like, so super pale. white. Yes. Yeah, like, that's why. Oh, my God. Like, colorism is a huge thing within the Asian community. Like, they developed bleaching cream before it even went to Jamaica. Truthfully, no, no for <laughs> Leave real. Me alone. There's a direct link between China and Jamaica, like that. Yes, yes, I do know that. Yes, and yes. In the Asian, mm-hmm. they definitely developed bleaching cream and brought it to Jamaica. Yep. And look at Bob's now. Don't do. I'm don't sorry. do that, man. <laughs> but Asian people, they've been doing colorism. They've been doing fucking. Been doing this doing they've it. been doing this since doing this. Medieval like this is empires. nothing new. I'm the same bitches that tell people like you can only have one kid. Please. Negation. Never mind. That's gonna hit on there. So let's get to our <laughs> other checkpoints. I graduated with honors, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, Derek Jackson. My question for this checkpoint is why are men so fucking embarrassing? Tell me more, I just don't understand. So Derek Jackson, he is a self-proclaimed um relationship guru. I don't know how he has know. about 1.3 million Instagram followers, and he has recently confessed to having multiple affairs, and this sent waves through the fucking internet, okay? Yes, um, he preaches healing and healthy relationships, and he went on um, Instagram on Monday to confess in a video with his wife, Dania Jackson. Um, the truth about their marriage and the same that 
he was involved with other women outside of the marriage and you know it was just a real have you seen the video it's just a real cringy video. i just saw him gripping her hand all tight yes it has over 2.6 million views I hope you have a um, on that. on Instagram and about six hundred thousand views on YouTube and about a half a million views I hope on you have Facebook. A big one after that. And so essentially, I just women are coming out and claiming to have had affairs with him, and you know this. Basically, what I see from the fallout of this is that apparently a lot of black women. Really held him into high regards. I don't know why. Um, because he spoke a lot about you know men and cheating and how to navigate and how and how to have a health a healthy um, relationship with a woman and like the things that you should do by your woman oh and etc. So essentially, he was giving out all this free game. Not free game. Yeah, like and he was like basically the picture perfect man and women's eyes specifically black women and oh since this you know this um facade has ended basically people are asking like is an unfaithful dishonest um husband the best that <laughs> black women can hope for what is you an know? unfaithful dishonest yes an unfaithful <laughs> a a dishonest husband the best um, black women can hope for, you know, like this was supposed to be the example of, you know, a man that does everything, you know, that treats his wife as a queen and has healthy communication and is, you know, doing all of, all of these things. And so black women are feeling bamboozled, betrayed, bamboozled. hoodwinked, hoodwinked, everything. So, you know, like, yeah. And so I think it goes back to our conversation about, um, we spoke about so how So the topic women... is why are men so embarrassing? Yes. How did you get to that topic? Because men are embarrassing to have me, to cheat on me with countless women and then have me sit in a video. With your hand, nothing and, between my legs. And you hold my hand, squeeze my hand. And you explain that you have had countless affairs on me, Denaya, blink twice if you need saving. She did not look okay in that video. <laughs> then her explanation was all about God and, you know, faith and Christianity. God said what? God said what to who? I really cannot fathom. Like, I just, no. I cannot fathom that. And it just really fucked up because I really feel like black women, we always get pictured and struggle love. Like, there's never no Prince Charming. There's no fairy tale for black women. Like, it's 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 never. Even what thinking about... What about India Love? What? <laughs> oh, I'm dead. Not your mind still. But I'm even thinking about Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like, essentially, Beyonce was singing about Struggle Love for years on end with Jay-Z. Until, I love that era of Beyonce. Until we got to Lemonade, where she finally came out and named that, yes, this nigga has cheated. Right? So it's like, when, when do black women get to 
fall in love and live happily ever after. Not saying that things have to be perfect. But let's be clear too. Like, but why is but 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 why is it that we have to be shown that we have to we have to endure all of this? We have to have we have to be cheated on. Niggas can have babies on us, all type of shit. But we gotta stay solid. But please, when people go through the same shit, but I it's watch not, Desperate Housewives. Ooh, yes, I know what the fuck it gives. Yeah, I know what it gives. Like this shit is really crazy. We having kids in secret. For 20 years, then you find out that nigga been living and paying for that kid yeah. for 20 years. But so it's not like only it's not a black thing. It's not only a black thing. But what we see in the media, what we see, we see black women constantly having, getting cheated on. Niggas having babies on, like, you, like you're supposed to be married. Like, come on. Like, where is the sacred in vows and in honoring marriage and, and those things? Window. That specifically, that's the issue right there. Mm. Because that whole narrative of sacred marriage and we're going to meet. This nigga captioned the fucking video, did did I cheat in my marriage? You cheated. What? Clickbait. Like, this is a business for him. Let's be crystal clear. It's all a business for him. That's why he was able to... Freaking fucking millions of views on Instagram and on YouTube. He's getting a bag from this. And I'm sure to some extent she's benefiting too. This bitch gonna go. I agree with, with, with the people saying there is no justification for bringing other women into our marriage. When I found out he about left, it, she I left. left. Yeah. I did not come back until I saw a shift or a change in his mentality. That's what I feel like should be the checkpoint. Because I want to know what does that shift look like? Because that same shift that she's talking about is the same shift that Khloe Kardashian is talking about, too. Interesting. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Now we didn't go. That's the same oh shift. Because and he's it's... also embarrassing. He's embarrassing. He's embarrassing to his first baby mother, Jordan. He's embarrassing to fucking Khloe. Truth and a lie. Embarrassing. And Khloe's ready to push on number one out of pussy for him. So how embarrassing can he be? I want to know what that shift looks like. Like, after that person... Because I'm the type of person, like, once you do something to me that, like, makes me look at you in a different light, there's no going back. I want to know what does that look like, that shift in energy, that shift in personality, that shift in spirit that makes you feel like, okay, like, I can be with this person after this person done me wrong. That is what I want to know because that's what has her. I think bitches are lying when they say <laughs> there's a shift. You think? <laughs> I don't know about no, what I feel shift. like there has to be a shift because there's no way you could... This man on this screen lets me know that he's still cheating. I know that by looking at that him in, in, in the eyes. He's still cheating and he's not going to stop. How do you know? I just know because the it's in your heart of hearts. It's in my, like yes, <laughs> I just know like it's my third eye. Like I know these things. Like you and niggas kill me. I gave my life to God. Like what were you doing before when you were standing at the fucking aisle? You wasn't giving your your life your life to God then. He was looking for pussy. Mm, that'd be the real fucking issue <laughs> of it all. Truly, I mean I don't know what that shift looks like. It may look. I don't think that it's not possible. I just don't know how how certain I believe men to be like, oh, but I... But it's not even only men. Yeah. Like between girls well, and guys, yeah. if a girl cheat, like, that's a different type of... But when a woman cheats, she not giving herself to God. Is she not shifting her, her, her mentality? She, not just, she just not going to do it again. I don't believe that. 
Because I know real bitches that do real things. Things to be incriminating. I don't got time. I mean, I'm just saying. I just feel like that's the difference between men and women when it comes to cheating. But you like what you just did. (laughs) So shady. So shady. I cannot speak to certain things, but I just feel like. You know, I just feel like men. Think, I just don't want you to make this because you. No, it is it. a men thing because you have this men are men are really embarrassing to bitches all women. Embarrass you too. Bitches will embarrass you too, and that's just that one fact on fact. I just think that men are fucking embarrassing they time are. and again, and I just feel like I don't. I don't know what that shift looks like. I don't know if you took time to really understand why. Because I really feel like niggas get caught cheating and then, then it's a million things. Oh, I have a sex addiction. Oh, I have this. Oh, I have that. Oh, I have that. Like, get the fuck out of here. Like, come on. I, I don't have time. And it looks like she's in a fucking cult and she looks uncomfortable. Like With the bottom of her head? Yeah. You know, it's just, it's just all... And I guess what what really kills me is that off the backs of this is that he's getting so much clicks and so much views, and this is doing num this is doing numbers for, for him, him. But what that impact is for her though, because now niggas on social media killing her, because a lot of the conversations sur- surrounding this mm-hmm. came fr- came back from they making memes of her, they finding her old Facebook. Pictures of her in fucking terrible suits talking about, oh, I see why he cheated on her. Mm-mm. Like, all type of stuff. And so it's like, still at all, even at Derek, it, what's his name? Yeah, Derek. Derek isn't, isn't really even being condemned. You know what I mean? Like, he's being, he's clicking up and she's getting all of the negative backlash and she didn't do a thing but be married mm-hmm. to this nigga. And so that's the fucked up part. Like, this is really sad. Yeah. Through and through, it's just really sad. Um, speaking of really sad, I just want to transition over into the checkmate slash check yourself portion of the show. Yeah. Um, my checkmate for this week is going to Dorian Taylor and Ivor Collier. Um, as you guys know, this past week, I was in Colombia, you know, living like royalty on horses and eating lobsters and, you know, on private islands and, you know, debuting fashions and things. Hello. While I was doing this, Dorian and Ivor was in Miami on spring break with the kids and it was a huge thing. I'm sure you guys have seen the videos of the streets jam-packed. Mm-hmm. You know, like police essentially having to regulate traffic. And it was just a huge thing. People from all across the country was in Miami. You know, during spring break, I heard the cops had to like shut down the beach like, it was just a huge thing. Dorian and Ivor found themselves in a very strange, diabolical, demonic situation 
Ivor is 21 and Dorian is 24 for context. Spring break, as you guys know, is usually for college kids to essentially vacation, Mm -hmm. unwind, and just celebrate, like, you know, like, just academic achievement and just, like, taking a breather. These two motherfuckers decided to drug and rape Christine Engelhart, right? So, apparently, they drugged her with a green pill before raping her and stealing her credit cards. They left her for dead in a hotel room. Terrible. You know, and I just find it really sick and just disgusting and just vile, you know, because two black boys, 21 and 24, Mm Mm-hmm so young have so much life ahead of them you know they're not even like ugly boys like they really have life ahead of them. they have the potential to become something what that something is i don't know but something the nonetheless. world may never know you know and the world may never know because they decided to go down this route spring break like i feel like it's the perfect time to just have fun and when you get to a point of And I feel like it's something, too, within... You know, like, you were just talking about the men, black men. Like, there's something within the culture for black men and just being so vile and so disgusting and so... Like, there's a certain level of... Like, there's, like, a hunt, Mm -hmm. you know? And, like, that pressure to hunt and to, like, have sex and to fuck and to just dominate a woman. You know, I feel like... Control women's Control body. women's body. Or I guess have I, ownership over women's body. I feel body. like there's something there. You know, during, during this weekend, like, I feel like, for whatever reason, I could just imagine, you know, they weren't getting play because they were probably together. Like, they're both good-looking boys. But the fact that they were together, like, girls don't like stuff like that. And I don't it's know when new boys are going to wake up. Like, girls don't like men in groups. Young girls especially, like, if they find you cute, they'll never talk to you. Like, if you're with a group, because it's just, like, she doesn't know how you're going to respond. Like, are Mm -hmm. you going to be an animal? Are you going to be a prince? Like, she doesn't know. So it's just hard for her to, like, get past that barrier to want to even, like, get to know you. So you probably wasn't even getting any pussy because y'all was fucking holding hands walking through South Beach. You know, so the fact that you guys found yourself drugging this girl, I believe she's from like Jersey or some shit, and to the point of you're raping her while she's not even in the right state of mind, which is just vile in itself, to take it a step further where she's unconscious and you guys are stealing her credit cards, it's just really just sets us all back. As black men, because it's just like this is the time spring break. Like this is your probably your first vacation on your fucking own, and you decided to rape a woman after drugging her, and then to take it a step further, steal her fucking credit cards. Like it's just really disgusting. Apparently, Ivor his um, mother died when he was in high school. And he's been basically influenced 
by um, Dorian throughout his, and even that like just rubbed me the wrong way because it's just like I get it like being a teenager, like it's very easy to get caught up in life and just be influenced. But also too like you have to hold some type of accountability. Yes. You know, like this young girl was drugged, raped, and robbed. You know, like it's just. Predator isn't even a fucking word. Like, and it's just sad too because here we are, like another case of black men within the justice system, like putting themselves at the will mm-hmm. of the justice system, you know? And we already know, like, this is not gonna end well. And it shouldn't because of what you guys done to this girl, you know? Like, her first spring break was probably her last. You know? And. It's just that, like, I'm just sick of the actions of these black men reflecting the group of mm-hmm. us in mm-hmm. entirety. You know, like, mm-hmm. it's just, that's the part that really bothers me because it's just, like, it's just, it's just so heavy and it's just so disgusting. Yeah. And, and it's crazy, like, so, um, even just adding a, l- a little bit, um... Collier's, like, sister, like, you know, she was saying, like, in court, she was like, I can attest to his character, like, I can And, and it's just like, you just stop, stop. That's another thing, too, and, like, this also connects to the whole, like, Tiny and, um, this connects to the whole, like, Tiny and, um, T.I. situation. Mm. Like, when people do f- something vile, disgusting, and wrong, like, no matter how you knew them to be, mm-hmm. like, once that situation transpires, like, that whole character shit goes out the window. For real. You know what I'm saying? Because this is someone coming forward saying that they violated them. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all of that, like, just don't speak on it. You know, like, you can say, like, I don't know that person to be that way. Just leave it at that. Yeah. When you start going deeper into, and that could I- never happen, and... I can't believe, and he would never, it happened. Yeah. You know, like, these two drugged, raped, and robbed this girl. Terrible. All that other shit is out the window, and I'm just done with that. Checkmate. Period. Period. Do you have anything else to say? I think you covered the bases, honestly. It's just terrible to be reporting on these types of things, and, you know, it's just a nasty case, you know? Through and through. Um, and so that wraps up episode 33 of the Checkers Podcast. Yes. We are back. We are bi-weekly now, y'all, until the foreseeable future. We'll, you know, keep you up to date on our scheduling things. But we are back bi-weekly, Mondays at 12. And make sure you follow us on Instagram at the Checkers Podcast. And follow us on Twitter at the Checkers Pod. Tell a friend to tell a friend to check us out, okay? Game over, this is checkers, baby. You was playing checkers.